warning. This show is for a mature audience only and may contain harsh language, trans fats, live nudes, and derogatory comments about your mother. Parental discretion is advised. Enemies are many. My equals are none. They fear me like a force of nature, a dealer in thunder and death. I say, I am Emperor. intro it's your show ladies and gentlemen boys and girls children of all ages welcome to the emperor's court i am sitting here in the beautiful plush studios on the shores of lake erie here in cleveland ohio alongside my co-host emperor always a pleasure you're damn right it is right in hell so how did you like my music selection sir I think that from this point on, I had better never, ever, ever hear one single soul make one solitary complaint and IRC ever again about my music choices. <laughs> if you've done nothing else, it is proven that music died in 1995 and that only going through the older stuff is the better way to go. I, it was absolutely, my brain hurts. Uh, it hurts. Oh, boy. What did, what, what did you like with your uh, new opening? How did you like that, the opening music? All you did was chop up the old one and take my name out. <laughs> exactly. Oh, that was clever. And then you put the NWO theme song to it, which yes. apparently no one got. Apparently nobody knows. that. that that's the, got that's it, the, but... Yes, one person got it. It's the NWO music. It's Octale and Hordak's music. I can't, no, that's I not, can't really say I listen to Octale and Hordak. Nobody but, listens to them. Yeah, no, well, no. Well, some people do. I'm sure there's somebody out there that does. I, I wouldn't know. I'm not one of them. <laughs> More power to them. They got Sunday afternoons, so they got a bigger audience than we do. You know, because, you know, it's not ungodly hour in Europe at that time. Exactly. But Davlin got it, so Davlin's a wrestling there you fan. Go. Two, Anyways, two people knew it. ladies and gentlemen, uh, well, you got to enjoy Highlander's music choices. He has a couple more to play during commercial breaks. I do. Some of them, some. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. And the post-game music's different. You've got that, too. Yeah, I, I do have different end music, yeah. So we'll see how everybody likes that. And then maybe we'll take a vote in IRC and... See whose music choices are better. A happy Thanksgiving to all our our American brethren, and a big F you to the Europeans who don't have that because they don't have Indians of their own. Exactly. So, uh, happy Thanksgiving. How happy was yours? Happy Thanksgiving. I had a really good time. Uh, seeing as how this is the first time I've been 
at a family Thanksgiving in about three years. Well, that's because you've been out of you've been. In I've, I've been down in Florida, and I haven't had the opportunity to come up. So it was really nice to see everyone. And uh, I went to my grandparents on my mother's side, and then in the evening went to my grandparents on my father's side. So I get to see the whole family in one day. See, that's how it was for me. I went to Mystic Mim's house and her family, and then we mm-hmm. drove all the way out to my cousin's house for my family, and mm-hmm. then it was back here, and it's everywhere, and you know, thousands of millions of turkeys were slaughtered. So I was happy, except for the one that um, Barack Obama pardoned. We'll get that one later. <laughs> it stays her number. You got to know there's a turkey assassin out there going to get that bastard. Is that like the Muppet movie with the frog assassin? Yes. Kill frog. frog. Shoots the. That was Darts. a great movie. No, I'm not saying it's not a great movie. I just think no, it's just funny that, it's they had a, movie. That, that there's a guy whose job it is is to assassinate frogs. I just Speaking of great movies, I went and saw Wednesday. Mystic Mim and I went and saw The Boondock Saints 2, uh-huh. All Saints Day. By God, screw Twilight. I don't care about 2012 or whatever big blockbuster they have coming out for this holiday season. Go see The Boondock Saints 2, All Saints Day. Especially if you saw the first one. Better than the first one. Now, do you have to see the first one in order to know what's going on in the second one? Not to enjoy the movie. It would help because, you know, they're they're progressing from the first movie. They're, uh-huh. I mean, they continue the storyline, but you basically get the general idea that, you know, these two guys are, you know, they're hiding out in Ireland because they're wanted in the United States. Mm-hmm. And they, they give a brief background on it, but... Okay. There's not much of a background. No, I, they, they run around, they, they get insulted, so they decide to run around and shoot everyone. Well, I get insulted. They almost got killed, right. so... Uh, you know, bringing up Twilight and IRC. Folks, if you want to join us in IRC, you may do so. It's irc.mmoirc.com, channel WoW Radio, for the moment. Uh, if you want to hit us up on AOL's Instant Messenger, you may do so at EMP, the number one, the letter G. Also, you can send me an email to emperor at wcradio.com. Uh, the people that are asking about the Twilight skits, uh, last week, if you didn't catch the show, uh, shame on you. I hope you rot in hell. But, um, we did a Twilight skit we since did. Twilight New Moon came out. And it was a huge success. Yeah, it was everyone, a lot everyone loved it. See, and you were skeptical. Like, oh, I'm not well, sure. Well, I wasn't sure because I, I had written one for something else. And I, he was like, we need to do a Twilight skit. I Which was like, I well, think I have, was still good. I have we this should one. do that one. We just need a Yeah, now see, the thing with that one is that it's really short because it, it was part of a larger thing. So all I did was just kind of rip out the Twilight part. Whereas when I saw yours, I was like, wow, this is really long. But... I have to admit, I think yours was what's much better overall is for what our audience wanted to hear. What the hell is it? IRC's turned against me like, Emp's a Twilight fan. Oh, he's a vampire. He's a sparkly vampire. We see the three of the smoke and mirrors, Emp. Okay, but can you see through the smoke and mirrors and see my giant ass mooning you? Because that's the only new moon you're going to see. I, I Were they not I, here last week? Apparently when they saw... not. I hate the Twilight Hearts. Uh... If you were not here last week, because I, I have to admit, this has been a very busy week for me. I did not get a chance to uh, upload the uh, Twilight skit separately. We'll play it again for the show towards the end. I will also make sure I upload the skit separately so people can download it. Um, and that way you can go ahead and enjoy that in all its and uberness and glory. Pass it around. Throw, throw it up. We should, we should throw it up on YouTube, actually. Oh, wow. I got this A lot of people can twice. hear it then. Well, I won't put it up on YouTube if we can get like somebody to put like uh yeah, like just, just Twilight like, picture. Yeah, like just, a picture like hands like and stills then just, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, that'd be easy enough to do. I, you could do that in a Well hell, an if hour you can do okay, well all right. I sounds like you'll do that then. All right. Fuck if I know how to do it. Except uh, I don't really have the movie, so you're since you have the movie, I'll have to I, I, borrow no. it from you. Just download pictures. All I do is a picture. I'm just giving you crap. I know you don't have the movie. I don't have the movie. Amp is raging how he loves Twilight. You know what, Azardin? I I don't think I would buy the movie just to make stills. I would not. No. Although Mr. maybe, has maybe movie, if it was so. in the dollar bin, 
Maybe. I'll never be in the dollar bin. Nah, I don't ever be in the dollar bin. I, I guess. think you will get copyrights on YouTube. That's because, well, see, we got around that by slightly altering the names. Yeah, that's true. Because there's one guy who's. I don't think it'll be the copyright thing. There's, there's no. There's, there's Twilight, Twilight parodies up there. Yeah, there's tons of Twilight parodies. But up on YouTube. as one person who actually emailed me figured it out, the Clark Hansen's the name of one of the guy, one of the kids from the band Hansen. Okay. Chris Hansen's the guy from MBC who actually does the show. Gotcha. So, kind of try to get around that. that but seriously, Boondock Saints two, go see it. It's it, you'll laugh from start to finish. You'll laugh. You'll cheer. You probably won't cry unless you're a pussy. But it's a great movie. Uh, I mean, Mystic Mint said she liked him better than, than New Moon. Really? And that's coming from a Twitard. Wow. Right? And I, I, wow. I love her dearly, but she said that. Sparkly Amp. God, fuck you all. <laughs> <laughs> Release your inner sparkle. Release your inner sparkle? What is he, Rainbow Bright? <laughs> what are you, gay? Uh, well, I'm just saying, probably soon I'll close. Uh, Anyways, we have a lot to get to tonight. You have do. another quickening. I have another quickening. Uh, thank you for your emails. Some of them are really good. Uh, one question apiece this time, so it was a lot easier to answer. You still got pages and pages of questions. I still have pages and pages, so now, I think Now, are these all the good. questions, or are you only filtering out the good ones? I'm only filtering out the good ones, because I, I get a lot of them, and really, if, if I was to answer every single question on the air, this segment would be like an hour long. Yeah. And I, I don't want to do that to you. Right. Yeah. So what I do is yeah, I, I you know, take the best of you the know, best. I don't want to sit here for an hour listening to inane questions uh, from inane people. Whatever. All right, so a couple things have happened over the week. Um, uh, my hardworking staff has sent me actually a couple uh, different articles that I want to get to. And uh, there's a story you had um, regarding. Uh, uh, sorry, my mind is going blank yeah, here. Yeah, I don't know stupid. which okay. story. I know many stories. None of them that are entertaining. None of them that no, are entertaining. No, uh, the fact that you are, uh, have been a convention head, one of the problems you're coming right. to is, uh, we're going to do a crossover here. Oh, I, I know what you're talking yes. about. Okay, okay. All right, here's here's the background. Let me give it. Um, a good majority of our listeners and players are also anime fans. You guys know what that is. It's uh, Japanese animated uh, TV shows, movies, cartoons, things of that nature. Sure. Okay. Highlander here has been a past convention chairman of a very rather large convention. True. If I can give a quick plug, because I'm ahead. still on staff. Yes, go ahead. Uh, if you're going to be anywhere in the Ohio area, specifically Columbus, at the end of January, January 29th through the 31st, 2010, I encourage you to come out to OhioCon. It's spelled O-H-A-Y-O-C-O-N, because Ohio is a Japanese word. It means good morning. So it's sort of be a like a double entendre, really. Since we're in Ohio and it's yeah, Ohio. we got it, we got it. Go yeah, ahead. whatever, whatever. So anyway, uh, if you like anime, if you like gaming, we have a huge gaming part too. We've got we've got at least like seven, eight rooms full of gaming, uh, with video games, Magic the Gathering, all that kind of crazy stuff. Uh, if you like anime, if you like Japanese culture, if you like internet culture, come on out. We should be expecting about ten thousand people, so it's going to be a pretty big event. Can but they come out and meet you? Will you be there? Me? Will you glad hand? Actually, people? yeah. If if you find me, I'm the guy that uh, I always wear red shoes. That's my that's my trademark, my thing. <laughs> you have a trademark? I guess. I, okay, that's I your, just always, your real life gimmick. I started, yeah, I started wearing red shoes, and it just kind of stuck. And now, literally, everyone that uh, at anime conventions, they they might not know my name, but they know that I'm that guy that wears the red shoes. So that's how they usually pick me out of a crowd. Okay, well, they'll come up to you, and they're not going to use your real name. Like, Highlander, I hear Highlander, you on the radio. Oh God. You're going to like try yeah. to get away. You're looking around like, how the fuck do I get away? We from actually these had someone dress up as, uh, I think it was it was it was Highlander. He he, he had the the Connor McCloud sword. Like the big the giant Claymore. One. The Claymore, yeah, it said McCloud on it. So that's how I knew he was a Highlander guy. But yeah, we have a lot of people that dress up in uh, not just anime. Uh, okay, IRC is derailing it. Emperor, can you eat garlic? I don't like garlic. As a general rule, I hate it. Can we get TV to fire M because he likes Twilight? <laughs> Does he drink blood to sustain himself? 
So we have the Burn Emperor. Jesus Christ! You know oh, what? I, I'm not gonna. Go, I'm not gonna go to to bat with for you people anymore. I don't even like you people in IRC anymore. You can all kiss my ass. Oh, uh, that's funny. <laughs> you hate girls because you're a vampire. That's it. Anyway, so there's speaking of vampires, uh, right. the reason I bring this up... Speaking of... <laughs> now, wait a minute. I'll, well, I'll get a segue. All right. I, I know it's a segue, but I know what we're going to talk about. Right. I just don't understand the segue. Because one of the biggest critics, one of the biggest people you've gotten involved with in this argument happens uh-huh. to voice one of the most famous anime vampires. Hellsing. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. There you so, go. There's been a big debate, and it's, it's getting larger. It's actually raging across the interwebs. Yeah, not not so much among attendees, but people okay. that run conventions. Time out. I got two left. Robert Patterson, you're a dick. It's Robert Pattinson. There's you an spelled I. It wrong. It's There's... an I-N-S-O-N. There's no R. Fail. That just All right, shows go ahead. how much he's stupid because he yes. doesn't even know how to spell his own name. But hey, you spell Bill right, so you get like, yeah. So anyway. Yes, um, Luminara, Alucard, and the person who voiced him. But you take it from here. All right, story. I'll take it from here. We'll see how far it goes. Now, what people don't realize specifically is that conventions, like, not, I'd say about 75 to 80% of conventions, period, something that, that I, I would call geek conventions. There would be, like, the anime conventions, the gaming conventions, the comic conventions. Right. Things Comic-Con, like that. Comic-Con, Con, all that kind of stuff. Are actually non-profit organizations. They're actually charitable organizations that fall under the, the IRS. The, the reason for that is that if you put yourself into that particular position as far as tax brackets go, you don't pay any um, income tax or any sales tax or anything like that. So it's, me, it, Michael, it works out for them as far as saving money. But because they're non-profits and the, the, whole, the whole staff of the conventions are volunteers, they don't get paid for any of this. It's all volunteer work. Right. It's all out of the love of you know, running a convention for people. So because of that, as anime conventions started, and even up to, even like today, really, but it's starting to change, which is the reason why I'm talking about this. Uh, anime conventions would never pay for Guests of Honor to come out. So basically you would invite a guy, a voice actor, a director. An artist or whatever. Writer, and then what we would right. do, now now we would we would pay for their, their flight, their, their full transportation. Right. We'd pay for their food, we'd pay for their hotel, and we'd even, we'd even give them, you know, in recent years, we'd even do a little, uh, like a per diem. We give him like 50 bucks a day so that he doesn't have to spend any of his money at the convention. Okay. But on top of all that, convention guests are now starting to ask for an appearance fee. So they're asking, they're saying, if you want us to show up at your convention, you're going to have to pay us yes. on top of On top of all the other things that we're doing, on top of all of the expenses you're paying for us, you need to pay us an additional amount of money for the purpose of showing up. Right. And that's the problem. That's the thing that I'm having a huge problem with myself. See, I like Shimaraku in uh, uh, IRC saying they should invite hente people. <laughs> Those are like the dregs of society. One Those thing are I, the I've dregs come of society. to understand in the anime world that if you're doing hente, it's because you failed as a voice actor for every other medium that involves voice acting. I know a voice actor that actually no, there's there I was, know one too. There was a company that uh, specialized just in hentai. And they actually legitimately got porn stars to do the voice act. Well, I guess who else would know better? <laughs> exactly, yeah. Which I thought was always kind of funny. Uh, but, you know, it made sense. But anyway, the, the problem that I have with appearance fees on top of everything else is that, number one, the like, like I was saying, these conventions are volunteer organizations, and they're also non-profits. So no one's getting any money from this. It's not like, like when I was running OhioCon, I didn't take a, a salary. 
right. for running the whole thing. I, I was well, the nobody does. Everybody, like I said, is a volunteer. No, no. Like I said, there are a, a small few. Like I said, about seventy-five to eighty percent. Some you know that that do run it as a for-profit business, and those are the ones that you can smell coming a mile away. Like your your um, what am I trying to think of? Now I can't. Those are the ones you think of far away, and I can't even think of any anime expo. No, not no, no, none of the anime conventions. I'm okay. trying to think of like comic conventions. Well, I mean, like uh, San like, Diego uh, Comic Con, Wizard Con. Actually, no, Origins. San, Origins, yeah. San Diego Comic Con actually, um, believe it or not, is a nonprofit organization. No shit. I know. There's only now four people do take a salary because it's gotten so huge. Well, yeah, because you need that staff. they have to do it full year round. But they have never paid an appearance fee to any of their guests that have shown up ever. Well, I suppose when you're big enough, you're there. I mean, right. I, I think that's and that's one of the things that we're going to get to mix. I actually have a, I'm going to play devil's advocate here, but continue with your with your okay. soapbox here. So it has something to do with video games, but then again, no, I no. Believe but anyway, a um, between the two, the ones that are like uh, uh, creation cons. That's the one I was trying to think of. If you've ever been to a creation con, then you know exactly what I'm talking about. Those are for-profit businesses. They run them all over New the York country. New York Comic Con says Shimmer uh, yes, yes, for yes. profit. New York Comic Con is also one that's run for profit. Now, in that instance, if it's a for-profit thing and someone's making money off of it, then absolutely I am all for paying guests an appearance fee because you're, you know, they're getting, you know, the staff is getting paid, therefore if the guests they're working, they should get right. paid too. But as far as conventions that are doing it as a, a almost a virtual charitable organization to not only agree to pay for all the expenses that it takes for them to come out, which we do willingly, but to then turn around and say, well, we're going to need an extra two grand to show up. Otherwise, we're not going to show up to your convention. I think it's just silly. Now, I've had people try and tell me why that is, as to why appearance fees should be happening. Right, and we've read, I've read some of the, the yeah. reason. I'm going, to, I'm going to play your devil's advocate. Okay, go ahead here, and play the, the devil's advocate. The reason why is, uh, the argument is that these people are giving, taking their own time. They could, they could potentially working and making money. You know, they very well could get a job that weekend and be right. doing voice acting. Instead, they're going to stop everything they're doing. They're not going to do any work, and they're going to fly to wherever the hell the convention is and do it there. Now, here's what I say to that. Now, number one, my policy has always been that work comes first over any convention, in my opinion, just because I understand that work does pay, whereas convention appearances do not. Right. So, and I've had guests cancel on me, literally, at, there was one guest, he was in the airport getting ready to board the plane, when he got a call from his agent saying that he wanted him to come in and do an ad, like a national ad. Go and do it. That's exactly what yes. I said, you go and do it, that, that, that's more important than any convention appearance. Now the other, one, okay, the convention appearances, money... Trying to think of the other reason why. Because they're working at the convention. Because they're working. Well, see, to me, there's a, a big, huge disconnect between staff and guests as far as work at a convention. Now, if you're a guest at a convention, what typically happens is you get flown in. Right. You get wined and dined all weekend long. Right. You attend the opening ceremonies, which consists of you, when it's your turn, walking out on the stage. Saying, waving. And waving, and everyone's cheering. You say, hello, how are you? I'll be here all weekend. Come to my panels and all that kind of stuff. Then they leave. They go do whatever. They have maybe two or three panels, which are like topic discussion kind of things where they, they sit and people ask, what's your favorite color? Well, I like blue. And right. So you got a couple of those and an autograph session, which lasts like an hour where people come and they, they sign their crap and all that kind of stuff. And that's it. And Elite Kitty has it right there. 
he or he or she says and IRC says, yeah, but some of them don't need the money. They want the attention. That's the other thing that I was going to get at, too, that these guests need us way more than we need them. Now, I've, I've, I've done my own research into this, and people go to conventions not really for guests. Right. They don't. They go I to don't. Con- no, I, there might be a few people, but the, the people that you're drawing into your convention because you invited guest X, there's not enough of them coming in to warrant paying them, paying out you the money. You're, you're, in effect, losing money. And I'll give you an example. Uh, the last couple of Oticons that I went to, they had Crispin Freeman there, who yeah. has done the voice of Helsing for Alucard. Right. He's also done the voices of um, Arthras in Warcraft, mm-hmm. uh, Warcraft 3 The Rain of Chaos. Right. Um, he's done a bunch of video games that I did not know. Uh, yes. Rich Depcar. Uh-huh. I have no idea, didn't know who the hell he was. Find out he did a lot of the voices for Warcraft 3 The Rain of Chaos. Okay. He's done a lot of voices for video games. Uh-huh. Yuri Lowenthal. No idea who the hell he is. He right. did a lot of the Dynasty Warrior stuff. Okay. I mean, all these different video games, these guys are doing the voice acting for. I have no idea who they are. Mm-hmm. I've attended exactly two panels in my lifetime that were given by a voice acting guest. Right. One was Crispin Freeman. He was only there because they were debuting the uh, Helsing Ultimate uh, Series 3 DVD. Okay. He said maybe ten words the whole time. Mm-hmm. He looked a little douchebag, and that was it. Right. The second thing was this past year we went and saw Richard Epcar did a uh, thing at like it was a, and we didn't even know it was him. Right. And it was an eighteen and over uh, thing at night. It was a comedy show. He was showing outtakes from the various um, like Lupin the Third and all the different uh, animes he's done. And then they had all, all these other voice actor guests show up at you know at the same time. Uh-huh. And he was showing different ones of that he has done with them. Didn't know who he was. Mm-hmm. I didn't care. Right. The guy was phenomenal. Sure. Funny as hell. Uh-huh. Very, I mean, he talked to everybody. Sure. But the point being, I didn't go to the panel because it said Richard Epcar. I didn't go to this panel because it was, I didn't know who the hell Crispin Freeman was until right. later. Right, right. And I don't care. Now, the thing is, though, I've, I've had people turn around and say, well, yeah, but look at, and actually they used Crispin Freeman as an example, believe it or not. Say, well, if you go to his panel, look, there's all those people there at his panel. Right. So he's drawn in all these people. No, he's not. Those are people that were already going to the convention in the first place and decided to go to Crispin Freeman's panel because they wanted to. It's, it's backward thinking. They didn't come to the convention to see Crispin Freeman. Right. They came to the convention and then at the convention decided to go do the Crispin Freeman panel. You look in the panel like, oh, well, we have a, there's nothing going on at 3 o'clock. Let's go see that. Exactly. And that's when we went and saw Richard Epcar. We had nothing going on exactly. after midnight. We're that's, like, well, let's go see this one. It's not hentai because we won't go see that, but right. we'll go see something that's funny. Exactly. And that's and that's really what it boils down to, is that the guests need us more than we need them. Because the gap, because these, these voice actor guests, nobody knows who they are. Nobody really right. cares. And if you think about it, if you're an actor, do you grow up as an actor to be like, boy, I hope one day I get to do voiceovers in anime? I got to tell you, I would. <laughs> but you know what? That's because but, I'm, I'm an audiophile. I like, right, I yeah, like doing this kind of thing. Th- those people didn't go to acting classes and all right. that kind of That's stuff for the purpose of, of that. Actors. They went for two reasons. One, to go to Hollywood. Right. Or two, to go to Broadway. Probably you know, way more Hollywood than Broadway. But you get my point. They, that was their goal. And rather than having that happen, they instead fell into this little niche. Like, well, I'll do this for a while. And they were good at it, so they kept on doing it. So now you've got actors that didn't really achieve what they wanted to in life, therefore they're unknown. They may be kind of talented, and I'm sure they are, otherwise they wouldn't keep getting work. 
You know, but, and NH4 says he says maybe they got a call from a friend that needed a voice filler. Right. There's a couple of guys that got into the got into the market for that very reason. They sure. said, look, we need something to do like a a voice, you know, for this particular commercial. It happens or all character. the time. Like, yeah. you know, just come in. You know, it takes thirty seconds. Do your voice. You can go home. Right. And that's how they get into the business. That's exactly how they get into the business. So what this all like comes that. down to uh, the whole point of this is is the fact that these various guests who you wouldn't know from Adam. No, no if, if, if they, they were walking, walking the down street, the street, you wouldn't know who the hell they were. It's like Nancy Cartwright. I have no clue who the hell she looks like. Exactly. If she started talking like Bart Simpson, I'd know exactly sure, who she exactly. was. Sure, exactly. And we're not asking them to talk, we're not asking them to perform like right. that. They're simply showing up as themselves. We're not We're not asking Crispin Freeman to be Alucard for the whole weekend or anything like that. I'm sorry, what'd you say? Crispin Freeman. No, no, no. Al, is, that, is that his name? Al, Alucard? Alucard? A-L-U-C-A-R-D? It's Alucard. Alucard? Alucard. Straight really? spelled backwards. Right, but Alucard. there's a U. No, it's yes, A-L-U. Alucard. Alucard. Right. Fail. Whatever. Go ahead. Continue. Whatever, whatever. God forbid I pronounce the U. But anyway, we're not asking... You don't! If you don't pronounce the U, it's like these idiots in IRC, the, the, uh, our IRC rats who can't spell. Oh, you people aggravate the uh, hell out of me. Does whatever. anybody here have an education other than me? <laughs> No! But anyway, no we're, we're not asking him to perform that character or to be that character. It's we're, aggravating that... We're asking, go ahead. Sorry. We're asking him just to show up as himself. Right. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Which Emperor ahead. is at DEF CON, well, too. Continue. Okay. That's it. We're bone. So, because of that... <laughs> Shut up. Mecca, you're a dick. Uh, go on. Okay, Emperor. Roar, 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 roar. Emperor. <laughs> roar, 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 roar. Um, so, anyway, because of that, when guests show up to conventions... And they stand up on stage, and people are fawning over them. They they live off that. They feed off of it like like it's chocolate covered cherries, or you know, pick your favorite dessert, or you know, whatever. They they live for that. So, like I'm saying, the guests need us way more than we need them because the guests need us for validation of what they do. They they need us to be there so that they can go and they can hear people say, "Oh, we love you," rather than living in obscurity, which is not what they wanted to do in the first place. But that's really what it comes down to. That's really what it boils down to. I've had other people try to tell me that we need to pay for guests because it's their job to promote various titles. It's their job to go out and but, promote. Okay, and the ones I've been there, uh-huh. Crispin Freeman, he was there for the Hellsing Ultimate 3 series release. Uh-huh. Okay? Okay. Said all 10 words, so I guess technically he was promoting that. He's now, the only one I've ever seen. Right, now here's here's my thing with that, and... Some some fans don't even realize this, and maybe you don't even realize it either. But I'll explain it to you. When when you get hired, is let, let's say that you um, get hired as a voice actor in Dragon Ball Q or whatever the hell, just pick a right. Go ahead. So you get brought in, you get paid a flat. Well, you get paid a, an hourly fee for your time in the studio. Maybe it's like fifty bucks an hour or one hundred bucks an hour, something crazy like that. So you go in, maybe you do five hours of work, you get paid by the company. And then that's it. So you don't get any residuals. You, the, get, the you don't get any well. residuals. You don't Other get anything than, like that. They're, hey, you did a popular series. We can do the voice for us. That's pretty much it. They're, okay. they're, they're treated like, like independent contractors. So the company will go out and hire individuals to come and do the voice. And then once they've done the voice, once they've gotten paid, that's it. There's no incentive for them to promote anything, period. Other than, hey, listen to me. Wasn't I really good in that series? So... To have people come and tell me that conventions need to pay so that voice actors can promote properties well, makes no sense from the other perspective of 
there's no reason any convention needs to promote any product whatsoever. Conventions promote anime in general. Right. They well, don't. They're they're not contractually obligated, nor are they monetary. Here's obliged. what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. You can cock block them from your own personal convention as much as you like. Right. All it takes is one or two smaller conventions and that's to ex- pay that fee. That's exactly and what's what happening. I was getting to earlier. That's exactly what's happening because smaller conventions, for some reason, well, think I'll that, tell you why. Think that if they don't have, if if they're not Otakon size, that they suck. Because if just as the fans are validation for the for the voice actors, uh-huh. for the smaller conventions having a big name guest, the validation for them is saying you have arrived. We we've you have arrived. We acknowledge you that you are a legitimate convention on the scene because you can draw these kind of people. And here's the difference: when you were saying that San Diego Comic Con has never paid for any of their guests, they don't have to because they're getting a hundred thousand people. There's meeting right, everybody else there. Right, but remember okay, when they started. They started in 1974. Okay, that's fine. And they fine. still haven't paid any guests. Because right now, in the age of gimme, 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 greed, 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 right. they don't have to. Uh-huh. You're going to pay me to show up at your convention. Oh, no, we're not, because if you don't come, there's a million other good, you know, category A, B, and C list actors or whomever we can get mm-hmm. that are more than willing to come and have fun. Okay, now, fast forward to the enemy. Here's here's the problem. Okay. If you're Otakon, okay. you can pretty much get whoever you want who's going to come to your convention for free. Sure. Because it's the place to be. They're uh-huh. going to get 40,000 people or however, or Anime Expo or whatever. Okay? If you're, say, not OhioCon, but pick something smaller. ConX. Just whatever. Okay, ConX, you've got two, 3,000 members. Uh-huh. You know, you may have a difficult time trying to get any kind of, of well-known guest in that genre to come because, again, you're smaller. You're not going to have a great many people. So that it becomes your only recourse. Well, 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 you've you got to come to our convention. We'll give you uh, money. But here's what's going to happen, and you know this. No, I'll, only... I'll wait till you're done. But I have there's a couple reasons why I think. Okay, that... go ahead. Well, no, right okay. now's time. The yeah. reason why I think that argument is is wrong, and I've had people tell me that argument too. Number one, just from an organizational standpoint, if you're an early convention just starting out, okay, spending money that you don't really have on a guest that we've already agreed doesn't really matter in the first place is horrible See, from an organizational standpoint. Now we're going to get into an argument here because, because now, that's the Cleveland Indians way of thinking. Because Let's trade away all the good money. players. Oh, no, I we'll have no good name players or stars to bring people in to watch the ball games, but we're still going to try and play at a major league level. We're still going to charge you. We're still going to try and build an organization around what? Nothing. You've got no star power or whatever. Small convention is the same way. If you if you truly believe right. that a special guest will bring in attention and bring people in solely to see that person or group of people, if you don't spend the money to bring them in, you're not going to make money. It's the same with, with baseball. See, but the problem it, is, as far as I've seen, that doesn't happen. Okay. The reason well, why people the okay, reason why right. people go to conventions, in my opinion, number one, the location. If it's close to them, they'll go to it. Number two, the time of year. If it's at a time of year where they can go and they have the money saved up and all that, then they'll go. That's mm-hmm. pretty much the two big reasons right there. I would that love. The to, would go. I would love to actually uh, poll our listeners to find out. And it doesn't have to be an anime convention. Let's say it's a video game convention. Sure. There's enough of them out there. Sure. Yeah. If you could go to Pax, let's use Penny Arcade. Let's go to PaxCon. Uh huh. Do you go to PaxCon because it's the place to be for video games and all the people and everybody else, or do you go there specifically because you know there's going to be you know, the designer from Blizzard, there'll be, you know, a developer from, you know, Rockstar Games or, or whomever. Right. Do you go because of the guests or do you go because for the experience? Yeah, I say it's for the experience. Exper- Amen. It's for the I whole agree. it's for the the whole of it all. The whole you know, you go in and you you're wowed by everything. Yes. But anyway, getting back to what I was saying, if if smaller conventions just starting out are spending all this money on guests that 
in my opinion, don't draw in enough attendees to warrant, like, you know, justifying their paying, paying out all this money. They're trying to bring in attendees. Not enough attendees come in, so they're losing money on the deal. That's money that they could have spent in other places to shore up, say, their registration or their logistics or other parts of the convention that need help, that need money in order to pay for it to, to make it better as an overall experience. But instead of doing that, they're paying it to guests that aren't going to bring in enough people to to at least pay back the convention for the money that they spent. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes, you're not getting your... You're not getting your money's worth. Right. You're not getting your money back for it. And that, and as a result, other so aspects of your convention... So where is this belief... And I, I know we're running long on a topic. Right. I, didn't, I didn't think we'd go this long, but i got to ask now a legitimate uh-huh. question. Okay. Where does this belief come from that a big-name person will bring people? i got to tell you, it if just, they told it just me... So, it's, it's, it's something that just sounds logical in and of itself. It, it's almost like a common sense thing. It's like, well, of course. I mean, if if you get this person, everyone loves this well, person, so this. everyone will show up. Here's an example of where I... Well, but it I'll doesn't happen in that. real life. If Nobuo Tomasu was said to be at Otakon this year or whoever, uh-huh. Boston, Anime sure. Boston, wherever, I will go out of my way to go to that convention to see him, especially if he's going to play. But again, that's a rarity. That's right. one person I mean, out of if, a thousand if, guests. If you're really going to put my feet to the fire, I could probably think of like... Literally, maybe on my one hand, the people that would probably legitimately bring in a draw. But do those people pro- deserve? Uh, it's it's not a question of deserve. It's a question of those people. Like like say um, Miyazaki. If, okay, if, yeah. if any convention yeah, oh, yeah, brought yeah. Miyazaki, but think about how much it would take to bring Miyazaki to a U.S. convention. How much money? The logistics. All that stuff and you're not that you talking, don't even you're think not about. Talking actual appearance fee. You're talking just. To I'm get talking Japan everything to here. Okay. Appearance fee, flights. Hotel. He's going to have an entourage. He's going to have all this stuff that you're going to pay an arm and a leg to get a person like that to come out. The question then becomes: Well, are you going to bring in enough people to right. to justify the cost of what you paid? And even with guests like that, I don't think you really would. I think you definitely see a swell of attendance, but I don't think it would be enough people to warn at least paying back what you've paid to get that big name guest. Which is the reason why I don't think appearance fees are. So, a good what plan. do you want our listeners to do? You had a plan in mind. You had a call of action. You wanted to tell the people to go out and do something. You were going to give them marching orders. I did. Yes, you did. Oh, okay. I remember now. Yeah. If you go to the website animecons.com. Animecons.com. Yes. They're conducting a poll right now as to what's the thing that draws you into conventions, and also another poll. That says what's the the least thing that you care about at conventions? What's the thing that you don't you don't even care about at all? Let me see. Yeah, we're going to go no, to the website no, right now. No, you keep talking. I'm going to pull it up here. Okay. I'm going to give it to Davlin so we can spam. Yeah. What you want to do is you want to go to the November 16th thing. It says answer our poll, and there's a whole long list of stuff. There's anime music videos and what draws anime you to showing. a convention? Is this it? There. Yeah. Is. What draws you? Yeah. What draws you to a convention? Right, I'm going to give this to Davlin. You keep talking. And there's anime screens and all that. But the things that I want people to vote on as to what draws in what draws you into a convention. So you want people to go there. I want people to register go there. on the forums. You have to register for the forum. And I want you and we want you to vote in this poll. Yes. Go ahead. What I want you to do is I want you to vote in the first poll what draws you into a convention hanging out with friends. Right now I think it's winning. Yeah, it's winning eleven to eight over everything else. So I want you on the first poll what draws you in hanging out with friends. And then the other poll, what is the what is the least important, what's least important to you in deciding on a convention? I want you to vote guests of honor. 
And I think Guest of Honor, yeah, Guest of Honor is winning but you know, right now. And I want, you, I want to preface this by saying we're not trying to stack the vote here. If you legitimately don't agree with our views, no, if, if you don't think I'm vote. wrong, yeah, if you think I'm but wrong, but if don't you vote. do agree with us, and I think majority of us do, yes, we want you to vote. And I, I'll tell you why. AnimeCons.com is a forum where a lot of conventions, the country over, go here. A lot of different staffers, a lot of different fans of these conventions yes. go. They discuss this. This is going to be seen by a lot of people. And yes. here's why it's significant. Now, you may see, think this is just you know show filler for an internet radio show on a Friday night, but here's the reality. If this thing uh, is any kind of indicator, and I believe it is a legitimate you know, litmus test is where is. people's beliefs are. Mm-hmm. We're talking to a tune of tens and hundreds of thousands of dollars over the next few years for, for fees for these various people to go to conventions. Sure. This very well could swing people's decision one way or another. Absolutely. And I said this before, it only takes a couple small conventions to start shelling out the money to bring in these guests, and then you're all fucked. Because and that means everybody's going to have to pay. Everyone's going to have to pay, and then guess what happens after that? It that, snowballs. That it starts snowballing, because then you're going to have to start paying for autographs, because it's the next logical step after that, and it already happens at some creation cons and I don't things pay like for that. any of your sports players' autograph. I will rot and in hell. And then, obviously, now that all these conventions are paying yes, out all this... Yes, Holler, I know what a litmus test is. <laughs> Go on. Anyway, what I was going to say is that all these conventions are now paying out all this money for guests now, which means they're losing money. So where do you think all that made-up money is going to have to come from? It's going to have to come from all of you, because they're going to have to raise their prices now to compensate for the money that they're losing in paying out for all these guests that they don't even need in the first place. It's so going to affect everybody. It's going to affect everyone because then convention prices will go up, and then what will happen is that as the prices go up, people are going to say, well, you know, I used to go to five, six conventions a year, but man, it's getting so freaking expensive, I'm only going to have to be able to go to two or three. So in effect, not only will prices go up, but conventions will lose attendees, which is even more money lost. All right, Darren. Darren says the poll is tilted. Radio is great power, but with great power comes great misuse. Well, here's the thing. I have to know for a fact that the people on the other side of this debate have been going out to various websites and telling their friends to go and stack the vote. Oh, yeah. That's why I, I say legitimately, if you do not agree with our line of thinking, then do not vote. No. Or if you want to, go ahead and vote the other way. That's fine. You can if you want. Yeah, My point I can't is, force you to do anything you don't want to. There's a very large crossover between those who enjoy animes as well as the majority of these voice actors that happen as animes are also the same ones doing our video games. Sure. Every single Modern Warfare 2 mm-hmm. has a bunch of voice actors that do animes. Uh, Dynasty Warriors, I mean, just the games that I played. Hell, most of the guys who did the voice acting for uh, Advent Children, Final Fantasy VII Advent Children, uh-huh. Steve Bloom and the rest, all of them do animes. That's all where they all came sure, from. absolutely. There is a crossover here, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. We're not just bringing it up and, because and it's wh- our own personal what, soapbox. What kills me is that the, the people that go to anime conventions generally are college age and under. And that particular demographic usually has the least amount of money. They usually have minimum wage jobs, or they have no job whatsoever because they're in college, and therefore they have no money whatsoever. Right. So all these, all these guests that are asking for appearance fees, they're going to jack up the prices and all that kind of stuff. So conventions have to put the same, they have to get more money from the attendees, which they don't have in the first place. So what, what they're really doing, what these guests are doing, is they're, is they're turning their fans into their personal ATM cards. That's how I look at it. And it's not that too far away from that. No, I don't think it is at all. All right, folks, we're way over. Um, we need to take a break here. We're going to go ahead and play a Twilight skit. For those of you who missed it, Who everybody who keeps bothering me for it, I will get it up separately so you can download it later. But here's a Twilight skit that was so popular we aired from last week. 
Uh, we have some more gaming, actual gaming news we have to get to. I know we went long, so anyways, folks, be back in about uh, 10 minutes. On this episode of To Catch a Predator, reporter and pedophile hunter Clark Hansen confronts 89-year-old Edward Cullen, who has been posing online as a 17-year-old high school junior. Edwards thinks he's been chatting with 17-year-old Bella Swan, but in reality, he's really been chatting to an overweight middle-aged police officer from Seattle, Washington. Let's see what happens. Anyone home? Bella? Bella, baby, I'm here. Come on out. I can't wait to suck you. Who the hell are you? Hello, Mr. Cullen. Were you expecting someone else? Uh... Uh, not at all. I, I was just looking for my friend. Yes, yes, you were looking for, let me see, Bella Swan, correct? Why don't you just sit right there and let's chat? Are you her uncle or something, and why do you have all these television shows just looking... Just sit right there, Edward. Uh, okay, did I do something wrong? Edward, how old are you? I, I'm i 17. Why? D- did I win something? Is this a game show? No, no, Edward, this isn't a game show, but you are a loser. Now, how old are you really? What's that supposed to mean? Well, while chatting online, you told our undercover police officer, who was posing as uh, Bella is a slut 69, uh, that you were 89 years old. Now you're saying you're 17, so which I am 89! Then why tell us you're 17? Do you understand how bad this looks for you right now? Uh, Look, I I was 17 when I died, but my dad... Or the guy I call my dad was a vampire, and he saved me. Uh-huh. So your dad, or the guy you call your dad, is a vampire. How, how did he save you? Uh, look, I was dying of the Spanish flu after World War I, so he bit into my neck, and he drank my blood, and he turned me into a vampire. That's why I look like I'm 17. So let me get this straight. You allowed a grown man to ingest your bodily fluids by allowing him to suck on your neck for several minutes. Uh, answer this for me, Edward. Are you gay? What? No, no I'd, I'd never be gay. Are you a homophobe, Edward? Do you have something against gay? I, I never said that. I, I was only yeah, saying... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you let some guy you didn't even know who you now call your daddy to suck on your neck and now you're a vampire but you're not gay. Right, right. Man, I'm telling you, I'm not gay. So you'd never take the blood from a man, just 17-year-old girls. No, I... I mean, yes, I... If I had to suck blood for a man to survive... There, you just admitted it. You'd said you'd suck a man, but you're not gay. That that sounds pretty gay to me. No, I meant I don't do that to people anymore. I only drink from animals. So you suck on animals. Oh, you're into bestiality, too. (sighs) Pedophilia, homophobic, and into bestiality. You are one sick bastard. You know that? You're taking me out of context. You you may be the worst predator we've ever caught on this show. You you don't get it. I only came to see Bella, and you're making me out to be some kind of monster. You claim you're a vampire. Technically, you are a monster. Speaking of monsters, I have here your confidential police file. It was given to me by the undercover agents who are working on this sting operation. Uh... Do you have my file? Is it, or is it not true, you hang out with an overly muscled 16-year-old boy named Jacob who dresses like a wolf? Uh, Jacob? He doesn't dress like a wolf. He is a wolf. He's a werewolf. Uh, This is just getting worse for you. It says here you run around outside without shirts on with other 16-year-old boys, then wear wolf outfits? So we can add being a furry on top of it all. 16-year-old boys, really, how do you explain this behavior? You've got it all wrong. I'm a vampire and he's a werewolf. We go to the same school. It, it's not what you think. Edward, you just said you're 89 years old. 
What is an 89-year-old man doing at a school with teenagers? Even if what you're telling me is true, you're clearly much older than the students, but you keep going to school. Don't you think that's a little odd? Uh, yes, I, I mean, no. I, I'm Hitting on 17-year-old girls, hanging out with 16-year-old boys, running around in furry costumes. You have all the signs of a serial pedophile. Do you, do you know you have a striking resemblance to Robert Pattinson? He's gay, too. I'm not gay. I mean, Robert Pattinson is not gay. Uh, he looks pretty gay. He couldn't be gayer if he was shitting rainbows. Now, did you know he also refused to be a guest host on Saturday Night Live because he didn't want to share the stage with his co-stars from Twilight? Look, those other guys are not serious actors. Why should I... I mean, Robert is a serious actor and would only make him look bad to be next to the others. Now, it sounds to me like Robert Pattinson is an overhyped and overrated douchebag who has a really inflated sense of self-importance. Screw you! I'm a serious actor and I'm not overrated! Ha! So you admit you're really Robert Pattinson. Yeah, I am. So what? So what? Robert Pattinson is 24 years old and here you are hitting on a 17-year-old over the internet. Uh, your acting days are over, my friend. You're going away for a long time. But I didn't do anything! You can't have me arrested. You believe you're an 89-year-old homophobic vampire who allows men to suck on his neck, exchange bodily fluids, aggressively pursue underage <laughs> girls, hangs out with underage boys <laughs> half-naked when they aren't wearing furry wolf costumes, and when you don't think you're some <laughs> character from a mediocre-at-best fantasy novel called Twilight, <laughs> you're a 24-year-old British actor who acts like a D-bag to his co-stars and couldn't act his way out of a paper bag. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. It's all true. I need help. I need professional help. I can't go to jail, man. They pass guys like me around like currency. Some fat guy named Bubba is going to buy my ass for a pack of smokes. I just know it. Oh, my God. Edward Cullen, a.k.a. Robert Pattinson, was tried and convicted in the Seattle Court of Common Pleas and is serving a 10-year sentence. We can only hope that this, his incarceration will put an end to the plague currently sweeping... Hi, this is Baron Von Gosu, and you're listening to The Emperor's Court on World of Warcraft Radio. <laughs> Alright. Kick it, kick it, kick it, kick it, kick it, kick it, kick it. We're back here at the Emperor's Quarter here on World of Warcraft Radio, WCRadio.com. And it's almost 8 o'clock hour. Wow, we've done, I was just saying, off the air, we've, we've done almost a whole hour. We might have to go over on yeah, this Yeah, and we haven't gotten into anything we really wanted to. So. No, I, I get, well, usually I don't get that worked up about a lot right. of things like you do, but that's one particular issue <laughs> like you that do. I do get worked up on. Uh, thanks. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to get on the conversation, you can do so. We are in IRC.MMOIRC.com. We are in Channel Wild Radio. You can send us an email at emperor at wcradio.com. Actually, uh, Tor and Tom just sent an audio email, which we'll get to a little later when we get to the mail section. 
I will read those. I actually got a few emails. Obviously, you got to get to the quickening yet. Sure, sure. Everybody liked the Twilight skit. Uh, somebody even asked. We have we had a couple people ask me if we plan on doing more skits on Twilight. We plan on doing a bunch more skits, but not necessarily on Twilight. We have a. The yeah. problem is we have a lot of ideas. Yeah, yeah, a lot of ideas, but not enough hours in the day. That's the problem is we actually need the time. And I'm hoping with the holidays coming up, we'll actually get the time to do some stuff. But it, the reality of it is we just don't have enough. Yes, irc.moirc.com. We are in channel Wild Radio. Mangalus is here. I'm not so sure why, why is he questioning. Asking, why are you asking how to get to Am him? I in the right place? Am I here? No, you're no, not you're here. Not. The, no. the hundreds of people here are no. just... You're not here. You're there. No. Uh, I have a couple of actually topics I want to get to. They're actually kind of important, yeah. I thought. Here's a cool one. Mm. Uh, this one comes from uh, Yahoo Games. This one's actually from uh, uh, Yahoo's video games website. And apparently it's about this uh, disgruntled gamer who's decided to sue, well, everybody. At least that's what it says. California gamer Eric Estavillo, who apparently has jumped the border, made headlines back in July when he sued Sony after being banned from the PlayStation Network. Uh, apparently he claims that his freedom of speech was violated uh, and it's causing, causing him undue pain and suffering. Well, now we've decided to also sue Microsoft's uh, Xbox and the Xbox 360, as well as uh, Nintendo's uh, Wii. And here's why. He claims he suffered undue stress after his Xbox fell victim to the widespread ring of death. Uh, he's also seeking $75,000 in damages because of it. He is also suing Nintendo for only $5,000 after the Wii system update interfered with the hack he was using to unlock an extra character in Mario Kart Wii. <laughs> this is one of those sons of bitches that was hacking the Wii, the Mario Kart Wii. Remember this? Oh, you weren't maybe, here. Maybe that was him. No, you, you, you told me about oh, that. Oh, I fucking melted played. down on this guy. People were freaking hacking Mario Kart Wii. Oh, so they bricked his, his stupid Nintendo Wii. I, I love how he's suing Nintendo because his hack... For the Wii wasn't really... It bricked his Wii. Yes. So he was hacking his Wii. Nintendo didn't like that, so he's suing Nintendo. Right. Uh, get, get this. This guy's a real winner. Estevelo says he suffers from depression, obsessive-compulsive disorder, panic disorder, agoraphobia, and Crohn's disease, all of which has led to him to leaning on video games heavily for <laughs> happiness. <laughs> he's probably our biggest fan. We don't even know <laughs> Wow. I think we should put up a big logo that says Nintendo causes Crohn's disease. <laughs> wow. What a douche. What a douche. This guy's our biggest fan. You better believe it because that's what he's doing at home is, is oh my God. listening to this show. I don't even I mean, there's, oh, you can't really argue now. about something like that it's, you, unless you want to argue how much of a D-bag he is. Well, about it. I want to know which lawyer actually walked in and said, you know what, I will take your case. Hey, law, there, there's enough lawyers that someone will try to get some money out of something. Uh, but, you know, but how do you go to a potential client and say, I'm the guy who helped the dude sue Nintendo for banning him because he was hacking? Exactly. I'm I don't the guy know. who helped him sue Xbox. Now, I understand the frustration of having your Xbox die in you. Right. Every single person I know has had at least one Xbox that has one has had it die. But why, why $75,000? I mean, if you're going to sue, why sue it all? But, hey, if you're going right. to do it... Go for the fence. I, Swing I would think for the if fences. you're going what the to, hell? if you're going to legitimately sue, you could only sue for the cost of Phoenix Wright's what you lawyer. paid. For, for, for what you paid. I object. <laughs> I actually have a Phoenix Wright game. It's it's okay. It, it's one of those things you only play one time, but they're fun. But yeah, I would think you could only sue Microsoft for the cost of your Xbox. That Any, would be it. Let's see. He sued Sony PlayStation in July. 
Uh, oh, here it is. Eric Stavos filed a lawsuit against PlayStation 3 maker alleging the company violated his uh, freedom of speech. According to the suit, the San Jose resident's problems began when he was banned from the network due to his behavior in the online first-person shooter Resistance Fall of Man. Well, the fact is he bought the game. That's right there is a sin. The plaintiff was exercising freedom of speech in the game's public forum when he was banned from not only the game, but also uh, also all other games on the PlayStation Network. Uh, apparently, it doesn't say what he did, though. In addition to requesting that Sony end the practice of banning entirely, he is seeking $55,000 in punitive damage connected to his suffering from a variety of ailments exacerbated by the ban, including okay, uh, all of those other diseases. But it doesn't say what he did to was get he, banned. Uh, the only thing I can think of is that he was saying something offensive, or he was dropping the F-bomb, or maybe he was screaming. But people scream on Ventrilo and all that all the time. Claims he was unfairly targeted by the game's moderators and believes his First Amendment rights were, were ignored. I would give real money to find out why this why this Artard was banned. We should we should find where he is and do an interview with him because he'd probably well, love that. Don't we have somebody in California we can send to San Jose? There's got to be and somebody ask him somewhere. Like, Sir, we'd like to interview you for the Emperor's Court the radio Emperor's show. Court. We believe in your cause. He'll do, we yeah. want to help you advance your cause against the video game systems. If he's that much of a loser that he's going to do that, he'll probably believe us. I. Shrink says he knows a guy. I know a guy, too. Well, I know lots of women and guys and everything, but you I don't know, know if they're going to help women. with... You don't know, you don't know any this. women you don't have to pay. You wish... He's in Cali. He'd freaking love to do this. Seriously, if we can find out this guy in San Jose, and maybe we can put a thing in like their paper. It's, you know, San Jose, it's like, what, 10 cents for an ad? Right. Say, we want to interview you because we we want to take up your side. We believe that you well, should be banned. Well, he's got to have a lawyer. We gotta, you should be able to find online. Look, I, they gave out the guy's is. real name. My guess is this guy is hiding himself because everybody in the Internet has been making fun of this, this asshole. I'm surprised <laughs> he's not a 4chan all-star right now. Yeah, he very well maybe for all I know. He very well maybe. So let's see, fifty-five thousand dollars to Sony PlayStation because they banned him from a form and from playing on the network. Right. Seventy-five thousand dollars for being banned for having his Xbox die, which of course uh-huh. sent him over the emo ledge into Freakland. So let's see, do some math here. That's what seventy-five and fifty-five. It's yes. one one thirty. One thirty plus only five grand to Nintendo for breaking his system. So he wants hundred and thirty-five thousand dollars. So let's let's add it up. He wants fifty-five thousand dollars because he's an asshole. But oh, apparently he's what? All right, Davlin's speaking in my ear. He's saying it's something Blizzard. Link me that. I gotta see this. Uh, apparently, this guy is suing okay. Blizzard because World of Warcraft isn't fun enough. Let me, I gotta pull this one up. Wait, yeah, I don't, I don't. Wait, I don't see it. Yeah, I don't see it either. What the hell are you talking about, Davlin? Uh, all right, Davlin's gonna give me that. I've got to read this. Uh, wait a minute. This okay, that's it. what he's telling me. I'm sorry. Here it, it, it is. It bounced in mine. I got it. Okay. I'm opening this shit up. This I, guy's I an all. This. I'm liking this guy more and more now. Agrophobe sues Activision over hurtful World of Warcraft. Okay, this one's coming from EscapistMagazine.com. All right, the crazy ass bastard who sued Sony over a PlayStation Network ban and then watch uh, lawsuits against Microsoft and Nintendo. Blah 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 blah. It's suing because World of Warcraft isn't fun enough. Now I'll get behind this guy. I'll sign on. If he wants to make this class action lawsuit, sign my ass up. I'll back him. Uh, but he wants a million dollars. Go ahead. All right. This, uh, la, 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 la. Wow, it actually says that? Estevelo's complaint essentially breaks down like this. Blizzard charges too much money for World of Warcraft. Agreed. A problem exacerbated by the fact that the game doesn't let people move around fast enough until they've sunk enough time and money into it to buy a mount or a teleportation stone. 
but mentally okay. ill people who rely on MMOGs as their primary form of entertainment and contact with the outside world have a tendency to die when they're deprived of them. And since Estevillo himself is mentally ill and doesn't want to end up like all the other dead MMOGers out there, he wants the game, quote, fixed. fixed. Haven't they been fixing this game for people like him for the last five years? I have That's why no, no one idea. I know plays it anymore. Exactly. It's for retards already. And then he wants a million bucks in punitive damages, quote, for creating a game which hurts gamers rather than being a bridge of entertainment for them to pursue happiness. Wow, this guy. This guy is a internet hero. Wow. So, Eric Estavilo, I'm thinking this guy's got skit written all over his name. I, I can think of several off the top of my we head. We might have to write. We, we may actually get this guy down here. Uh, <laughs> all right, so, okay. A million dollars, because he says World of Warcraft isn't fun enough. Right. I'll agree. I, he's right. Yeah. He's but... right. He's getting $55,000 of Sony because he's an asshole. $75,000 because his Xbox died like everybody else in the United States. And $5,000 because he's a hack and cheat. $1,135,000. For being a cheating asshole whose Xbox died. What would you do with it? Because apparently he doesn't go outside and he doesn't talk to anyone. About $135,000? I'd hire somebody to talk to me. (laughs) (laughs) 1.1 million? I'd hire a woman to talk to me. (laughs) Yeah, I suppose you could, yeah. You could do that, I suppose. Unbelievable. That's... a million bucks against Sony because, or against Blizzard because the game isn't fun enough. Hang on, I'm being told the fourth one down. What am I looking for here? Um, uh, acrophobic owner, acrophobic owner. Who he wants in court on his side? Uh, wait, I gotta find this. Oh, he appe- oh he lost to Sony already. Okay. Okay. So that what well, already got thrown out. I'm sure. Right. I don't know. Jack Thompson says, "Yeah, Mecca. right." Wish. Hang on, I'm trying to find out what the hell he's talking about as to where he's trying to get it. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. We, we It's right there in front of us. We missed it. Oh, okay. But wait, there's more. To support his case, Estevillo has subpoenaed both Martin Lee Gore of Depeche Mode and actress Winona Ryder to testify. Quote, Gore will be a witness on alienation and the ties it has to World of Warcraft since he himself has been known to be sad, lonely, <laughs> alienated, as can be seen in the songs he writes. Winona Ryder and I share a common interest in the in the book Catching the Rye, which is all about alienation, he continued. She will be a witness that can explain the significance of alienation in Catching the Rye, since she bought one of the original printed copies at an auction. And will also testify to how alienation in the book can also tie in to real-life alienation in games such as World of Warcraft. Okay, this guy's a troll. He's trolling... You think he's... He's trolling. You think he's a troll. Yes, he's trolling the uh, uh, court system. A real life troll. I don't. I, I don't know. He sounds like he's crazy. I, I look. The, this shit is actually. But fun. I mean, if if okay, he's a troll, more, that's just wrong, babe. I'm not going to pay you a million bucks no. to talk to me. I expect if that he's for free, a troll, continue. he's paying out a lot of money because he apparently has already gone to court once and lost his case. A lo- okay, I'll let explain. And, and he's appealing it, which costs more money to do the appeal. Highlander, I'll tell you this. If I was a multimillionaire, I would be the biggest asshole ever to be put on. I told my boss one day, years ago, when I worked uh, at the sports store, I said, if I ever become a multimillionaire, uh-huh. I will pay you $100,000 to let me act however I want to any customer that comes in any time I like. I just want to be able to walk up and say, Get the fuck out of my store! Get out of my store! Who the hell do you think? I know you can't buy a football! Get out of here! That's what I would do. I would be this kind of guy. <laughs> if this was legitimate and he really was trolling, uh-huh. money or not, that's what I would do, man. That would be, to me, 
Think of me as a more bitter assholeish version of um, uh, Andy Kaufman. Andy Kaufman, okay. For my own entertainment. So, so you're saying that this guy is either the biggest douchebag in the world, or yes, the, or or your hero, or the biggest troll this side of Fortune. Right, which would be your anonymous hero. has nothing on this guy. Probably not, unless he is anonymous. <laughs> well, no, he's clearly not because we know his name. This is true. He's yeah. not acting or not. He's like, yeah. uh. <laughs> how far uh, along are we? Uh, we're at DEFCON 2. Good. He's not asking how far in the show we are, time-wise. He just wants to know how pissed off I've been. That's I how you're gauging towards I can't the believe, show. Yeah, I can't believe that's how good the show is going. <laughs> Thanks. Oh, uh, crap. I just I just closed on all my other articles. Damn it! Uh, I'll have to pull them back up again. No, do the DEFCONs ever go up, or do they always... No, they always go down. They always go down? No, I don't okay. get happier as the show goes on. Oh, okay. So you just keep getting pissed off and pissed off? Yes. Okay. Pretty much. Uh, okay. That's it. Yeah, that's the other one right there. That's the, actually, I had three. You had three? Yes. Okay, this is the other uh, one. Well, you know the other one's going to be kind of a meltdown, but I actually want to discuss it because I want to know if I'm, I'm being cynical. Oh, so you want that one to be the meltdown? I, you know what? I don't think I can meltdown. These are shit that needs to be discussed. We're going to talk about this. Right. We're past the 8 o'clock hour. We should be taking another break now, but I, I want to get into this. Okay, for those who do not know, uh, this article is sent along to me by Mechahawk. This one's from uh, softpedia.com. Apparently, there's a gentleman uh, who lives in Guam, which is the United States territory, I'm sad to say who has recently entered wedded bliss with his Nintendo DS. Really? He's actually married his virtual girlfriend. Speaking of anime nutjobs and wackos, straight from Japan, here we go. Unbelievable. All right, where is it? Some three weeks ago, uh, this gentleman... Oh, wait, hang on. Last week in a church in Guam, a priest... I hope the guy that's not a Catholic priest... Uh, I want his ass excommunicated, had the opportunity to join this gentleman in what should be a holy marriage, this man and his virtual girlfriend. Now, the game is, uh, we're talking about a Nintendo DS, and it's dating sim Love Plus, a game that the Japanese has the Japanese social and emotional outcast feel that there is someone out there that understands them. Okay, first off, the first problem that comes with this is the fact that these dating sims exist at all. The second problem is that they're as popular as they are. This is not the first time I've heard of something like this. No, I've heard of stuff like this, too. I think it's because the Japanese culture is so repressive. Everyone's got to conform and do the, you know, toe the line and all that, that in order for them to break out and just you know, blow off steam, they resort to crazy-ass shit like this. That's why I think. Hente, tentacle rape, anime, oh, I've, I've, date sims. I've heard crazy stories. Like, you know, I, I, I'm not going to get into it because it's pretty disgusting, but I've heard some crazy-ass fucking stories. I, okay, now my interest is really What do you mean? You, you really want to know? I, I don't... Okay, look, there's no management here for this week because they're all, right, all in England, all right. and they're either asleep now this, or they're drunk or this both. This story comes to me from someone who lived in Japan for about 15 years. Now, is this true? You're not making this shit as we go, right? All, all of her stories I have found over the years to be true, and uh, so I have no reason to think that she lied to me about this. Uh, okay, go ahead. Okay, she said that there was a, a specific club in... I think it was in Tokyo. I think it might have been in Osaka, but it, it was in Tokyo. That what they did was they, they paid a girl to show up Strip down naked, defecate. What? And then the businessmen, the the guys in the club, would all get around and stand around in a circle, taking turns smelling Not... it, uh... and then taking turns to. Um... Okay, enough. All right, yeah. we'll stop there. Yeah. You wanted to know. Yeah. What can be heard? What is heard cannot be unheard. Exactly. Apparently. Oh, why? It, it, See, you know I, what? That's I, interesting. I never thought of it that way. I, I think part of it is because the Japanese culture is so is rigid so repressive, huh? that in order to, you know, when they 
bust out like I gotta blah, blah, blah. they just go crazy and just do crazy shit but I I, I don't know this for a fact I suppose we should ask somebody from Japan but you know that's kind of sure. hard to do yeah. I mean I, I don't think that's the norm are but dating sims is that something that's acceptable I mean I mean acceptable behavior accepted socially I mean, if you go out and tell your I friends, don't, I, don't know I hooked it's... up with one of the three choices, which was A, B, or C. Right. I chose the red Now, now what do you mean you by choose? accepted? Like accepted in terms of buying it or accepted in terms of this Buying a-hole? it, playing it. it okay, I, well, I would think so. Otherwise, they wouldn't be making them, you know? I mean, it, I guess it would be almost a question of, like, someone in Japan asking us if, oh, like, okay, but, okay. if, like, penthouse is accepted. That was my point. Porn. Okay, they yeah. make it. You're right. It's not acceptable. You do it. Well, in it's the, not in acceptable in normal home. society. So probably that's my point. Uh, it's it's I don't know because I I know that in running OhioCon I've seen dating sims. Some of them are just like dating. You just you go to school, you do whatever, and then there are the ones that are obviously the really you know screwed up ones where you're trying to have virtual sex and all that kind of crazy. Okay, Mechawk says there's a lot of that in in J- uh, Japanese role playing games where you pick between girlfriends and the main character. Uh, even Final Fantasy VII. Okay, there's a difference between playing a game that has a drawn-out, you know, storyline that has a love interest. It's no different than, than than New Moon or any book that has a romantic interest. Sure. Okay, that that's different. Right. This is something that's catering specifically to you emotionally as a lo- actual love interest for you. Yes. Not for a virtual character. You're not playing through a storyline for somebody else. It's you. I gotta think there's something wrong with that. I think it's kind of weird. Now I'm trying to think of there's a show on Comedy Central called Secret Girlfriend. Did, did I tell yeah, you about Secret Girlfriend? For, yeah. Now if you haven't seen Secret Girlfriend, it's it's not like a dating sim, but what it is is it it takes place from a first person perspective, and the idea is that it's supposed to be about you. You, the viewer, are in the middle of all this stuff. So you've got like two friends that make YouTube videos that are really funny, and the idea is that you've got a girlfriend who's hot but she's a psycho, and you dump her. And then you meet this other girl who's also hot, but is really cool, so she's your secret girlfriend. That's the whole point of the... I'm, so la- I'm laughing running... at Irish. Yeah, go now, ahead, go ahead. I, I watched the show, <laughs> and literally my brain split in half watching it, because on the one hand, I was watching it and saying, this is the most stupid-ass writing I have ever seen in my life. Right. It makes no sense. All these girls come on to you all the time, all these hot girls. But you never say a word because it's from your perspective. You never see you. You never see any of that. So I'm wondering why all these girls are coming on to you and you don't even say or do anything. So I'm like, this, this, this makes no sense whatsoever. And the secret girlfriend is the biggest fantasy whatever in the entire life. She's, she, you, you pick her up for a date and she's like, oh, where are we going to go? And then it cuts to your house and you're playing video games and having pizza. And she's like, oh, man, I... I'd rather play video games and eat pizza than go out to a nice, you know, right. nice restaurant any day. Okay, which is obviously fantasy. No, that doesn't happen. But it's Comedy Central. Right, it's, but it's the, a show based on making fun of that's, them. That's 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 where the other half comes in because there's all these hot girls and all this kind of stuff. Like this is amazing. It's all these hot girls running around half naked and every all that kind of stuff. But I don't know that fun. you can. I I, there, I think there's a, a disconnect between. Playing a game, whether it's made in Japan or not, that has romantic storyline in it involved, mm-hmm. like a like a Final Fantasy VII where you have two different love interests for your main character. Sure. Versus here's my Nintendo DS, which happens to be a handheld game, and I can't help but think that's deliberate. <laughs> it's a love sim that's handheld, wink uh... type thing. Anyways, back to this. Uh, this is. Oh. Yeah, I don't. Okay, uh, three weeks ago, uh, da, 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 now this dating no, no, sim. Get to the important part that I just saw. 
okay. with the couple held. The couple held a reception for the wedding yesterday, and everyone could watch since Nico Nico Duga. I guess that's a Guam television. Decided station. to broadcast the event live. The media was also invited, and pictures of the couple's history were shared with everyone. By pictures, we mean, of course, screenshots. The lucky woman is none other than Nini Anagasaki, one of the three available characters in Love Plus. The authenticity of this event can only be speculated on at this point. No shit. I'd like to see God up in heaven if a priest actually did this. You know God's face palming right now. He's like, I sent my only son down to get killed for this? This is what came out of Adam and Eve? Look, I don't want to say that God made a you know, mistake here. He's pretty infallible, but he's got to be thinking, this is not what I had in mind. This is not in the image of God. Oh, this is disturbing. Secondly, the game is known for turning its users into absolute fanatics. Clearly, that's the case. The last thing... Oh, wait, wait, hang on, hang on, hang on. Uh, okay. Uh, wait, I think we missed something here. The last thing that says this uh, that would set the story as plausible is that Japan is itself as a history of bizarre events and people. Like I was telling you and about. And the otakus, which are... Oh, oh, um, Explain. Well, okay, because it, it, it works two different ways. In America, an otaku is an anime fan. It's like a Japanese word for anime fan. Right. Whereas in Japan, otaku is actually a negative term, meaning someone who is an over-fanatic about anything particular. It doesn't have to be anime. It could be anime, it's like a comic pla- books, games, it's like a, a particular person. Patty. Yeah, it could be, you know, in Ireland, a stalker uh, or whatever, you know, anything like that. My if, understanding is like a plastic patty. In Ireland, if, if you're somebody of Irish descent who overly uh, uh, associates with Ireland, uh-huh. but you're not from Ireland, then okay. you're a fake. You're a plastic patty. It's the same thing here. Yeah, well, it's, yeah, in a way. It's, it's someone who overly obsesses about one particular thing and have their entire life revolve around that and that alone. Amp is religious? What the hell has he been? Yeah, he's very religious, whereas I am not. I yes. was I wasn't going to say anything about the cosmic Jewish zombie, but if we want to, uh, you know, we can always go there one day. You hey, want. you know what? Forty-five minutes out of my time on a Sunday guarantees me a place in heaven where you're rotten in hell. I'll be laughing my ass uh, off. Oh, whatever. Like you see, guy, that, that guy down there getting hit with a pitchfork. Yeah, we're not going to go. Yeah, I was a friend That'll of mine. That'll take the whole. Yeah. Uh, okay, take but, the whole but show. you know what? I'm going to take a sh- I'm going to take a dive here. Okay, uh, we're going to go in a different direction, and this goes with the, with the discussion we had a couple weeks ago about. Um, and even just now, about the acceptability of the mainstream video games. Sure, sure. There's a portion of this nation, and it's a debate that that's coming up more and more, gay rights and what have you, is saying that you can do whatever the hell you want as long as your rights stop where my nose begins. Mm-hmm. Are we When we ridicule this guy for being the, you know, shut-in asshole that he is. Yes. This guy or like... The guy who's marrying guy. is the ass. Okay, because the other guy sounds like a right. shut-in asshole, too. Is... Is this really a bad thing? Are we making too big of a deal out of it? Is it I mean, a bad who does this thing? really hurt? Does this, I mean... Well, no, if, if you want my honest opinion, yeah. I don't think it hurts anyone. I think it's stupid, but it's not something that I would do. But, I mean, in terms of is he hurting anyone? No, not really, other than maybe himself by looking like a loser. I like Torrin Tom. If he smashes the console, does it count as murder? <laughs> <laughs> I killed that bitch. I erased her save file. Screw, Owned! Screw smashing it. What, 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 how, if he turns it off, isn't that murder too? You yeah. turn me off. Exactly. So what happens if he picks one of the other uh, two options? Is that like cheating on his wife? I don't I, I don't think he does. I think he's <laughs> played through the game and he just keeps it on that, I guess. But but so no, you as, believe that there's something wrong with it, that that's fine if you My, my beliefs it. are as long as you don't infringe upon anyone else's rights, 
you're free to do what you want. That's you can do what you want so long as you don't infringe on anyone else and their rights. I'll you know I'm going to take the opposite side. I'm going to say that you're wrong, and here's why. Okay, this is sickening behavior to me for a lot of reasons. Sure, it's hard enough around here to be a gaming fan of any kind. Mm-hmm. But when shit like this happens, that means there'll be a lot of people saying they're going to come drop the hammer on a lot of stuff, not just dating sims, but anything risque, saying. Now you're taking it too far. So this is what happens when we don't regulate games, when we don't keep it, whether it's overly violent or over-sexual or whatever, saying, see what happens to the extreme. This is a guy who invited the media. He actually had a reception for people to come and see his Nintendo DS sure, and pictures of the wedding. Yeah, it's ridiculous. No shit, it's ridiculous. Yeah. But, I mean, he goes in front of the media, and, and people like you are saying, no, no, that's cool, that's all right. If that's what he wants to do, that's fine. You know, it's the same thing with marrying a horse or, you know, doing whatever. Oh, it's not hurting anybody, but, you know, it's just them. At some point, you have to say there has to be a standardized bit of accessible behavior. Saying something like this is so far out of the extreme, it's influencing everybody else. Now, for me, my standard is as long as you're not infringing on anyone else's rights. But is, is this not infringing on mine? It's not infringing on my rights. Really? So, let's say that you like dating sims too, but now they're made illegal. Why? Because one guy took it so far that... well, now, now you're talking about a hypothetical about a hypothetical. Not now, necessarily. Now you're assuming that because of this, dating really? sims are going to get banned. Really? Grand Theft Auto was assumed to be overly violent. Everything else, right? Right. Yes. Is it still around? No. Grand banned Theft Auto is still around. Banned in Russia. Banned in all kinds of, of nations all over the country. Right now. I'm talking about America. I'm not talking about okay, what goes States, on in Russia. I'm glad you brought that up that. because right now, Joe Lieberman's leading the charge of this and several other congressmen and senators are putting it up right now yes. for games like that to be blocked and banned. Yes, and I think that they're assholes for doing it. I do. You make my head hurt. I think they're assholes for doing it. Who the hell are they to tell me what game I want to because play. Because assholes like play. this in Guam are going out marrying his freaking DS. These are people That's that are right. idiots in the first place. If they wouldn't do this, they'd do some other okay, crazy Okay, now you're hypothetical and hypothetical. Because now these right are idiots you. Oh, yes. oh, it's right back at you. Okay. That if they didn't do this, they'd, off, they'd do some other crazy-ass thing. These are people that are already crazy to begin with. And that's how they choose to express it. Okay, and do you believe that video games are overly violent? That if they're overly violent, it'll make you violent? What's how overly about to violent? Smack you? No. Okay, oh, let's take Modern Warfare 2. Let's what take about- this in the media. All right? I mean, it's going out there, and I'm kind of... No, what it is 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 censorship. That's what that is. They're trying to tell me, this is too violent for you, so we know better than you, so we're going to take it away because it's overly violent. You never know what might happen, so... We're not going to let you play do that you game. Watch, it, it decide, if you ever decide to have children, do you want your children or anybody you know being around somebody like this dude who just married his DS? No, but I'm going to make that choice for myself How and my know? child. Okay. I'm not really? going to let You're Joe Lieberman and the government do it for me. Really? Screw them. This is something else that I feel very strongly on, too. I'm, I'm glad you are. I'm glad you're bringing this out. Yes. So, I, I'm, I'm just questioning it because you can't be with your kids 24-7. Weirdos like this are out there, mm-hmm. all right, and it's the same. These asshole weirdos are being picked up for for you know for all the jokes we make about it, the pedophile and everything else. Sure, this guy's actual sexual deviant. Okay, getting a dating sim like this on a handheld to me is just like a it's uh, to me it's it's a gateway drug for anything else. It just leads one thing to another, you know. And I look at the at the overly violent part, and you know where I'm going with this because this is a we were taking a look at this article right before we went on the air uh-huh. that Davin gave us and we are probably going to go over time because we're at like 8.20 we still have to get the quickening <laughs> oh, we haven't got the quickening on your meltdown okay at some point 
there has to be a barrier. There has to be a limit to say this far, no farther. You've taken things far beyond where you should. The reason why is what you're discussing, and I know you said it to a degree, you're an anarchist, okay? You have to have limits of some kind because if you don't, then you have no structure. If you have no structure, you have no society because everybody does whatever the hell they want. Nothing ever gets done, and eventually you will start infringing on, on other people's rights or vice versa. Because that's going to say, I'm stronger than you, so who are you to tell me I can't do whatever the hell I want? I can make you do it. Might makes right. I'm smarter than you. Who are you to tell me who I, you know, we can't elect this official? You shouldn't be able to vote. Clearly, I'm more educated than you are. And like I've been saying this entire conversation, that is where I disagree. That is where I, well, I shouldn't say disagree, I agree. That as long as you're not infringing on anyone else's rights, you should be able to do what you want. If something happens like pedophilia point or is, might makes right, then that is clearly wrong. If because you don't have somebody else to rights. step in, why say somebody else? Not necessarily government, but a, a that, collective majority. That would be group. the rule that I would want the government to enforce. As long as no one is infringing on anyone else's rights, anyone's individual rights, then people should be free to do what they want. When that happens, that is when the government should step in and correct that problem. That who's the government to stop in and, and stop? Let's say I'm infringing your benefit. Let, let's say. Um, I moved in and took over your house. Who's the government to stop me? They that would can't be do the, it. I'm doing whatever the hell I want. That would be the police. Then really? The police would, yes, because you're There's infringing no on my rights. No. Did I not just... How no, many no, times no, no, do no, I have to put, say this? No. The problem is you're trying to make it one all-encompassing thing that, that my right... Okay, what defines your rights then? You? Because you just said you don't want anybody else telling you what your rights are. You don't want anybody else telling you what rules you have to follow. You don't want the government telling you what you should watch, what you should play, what you should do. Fine. Right. Then you define what are your rights, because I may disagree what your rights are. That's or fine. My rights are. We can disagree all we want. But if you try to infringe on them, my, okay. and, then, and then try then, to make a judgment now call. See, with, see that's, that's the problem I have, is when the judgment people make a call. Judgment there you go. Call. That's my point. And I hate two like different that, opinions. And we can differ. But when someone steps in and says, even though, you're, even though I disagree with you, I'm going to force you into what I believe is right, my, that is when I call those people assholes. My point and I is call this. them out on it. If we have a disagreement on, on, on what your rights are versus mine, who is going to mediate between the two of us? You have to agree to disagree. As okay. As In not, a perfect world, uh, that's the case. You need somebody else outside of it, whether it be police, whether it be government, saying, no, 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 these are the rules. Beyond that, do whatever the hell you want. These are the rules you have to play by. Yes. What you're Don't saying is... Don't infringe on anyone else's rights. That's the rule. That's the rule that the government should follow. So, to you... And when someone oversteps that rule, then the government steps in. What happens if two people of the, two people the same claim the rights to an acre of land? What happens if two people... I, I think what Megahawk is saying, what happens if I say, well, this plot of land is mine? You say, no, it's mine. Then you have an arbitrator. Who is the arbitrator to tell me what my rights are? It's someone that you. I know that's mine. He's you, infringing on my right. That's my. Do you know what arbitration is? It's yes, someone that I know. Both Somebody... parties agreed. Okay. In the but effect. I don't. Let's say I don't want an arbitrator. I know that that plot of land is mine. It's infringing on my rights to own it. My point is this: you're going to have an asshole like me, and I'm playing devil's advocate for a reason. Sure. My point is this: eventually, you're going to have people coming in saying that there's going to be no limit to where my rights start or end. Where I'm going to start saying my rights have to do with something that's yours. Well, no, I have the right to take your car. And then when that happens, and you'll say, "Well, no, then, I don't." Then, then the police step in and stop you because you've infringed so, okay, on that person's right. But you're agreeing that there has to be limits. Then, I've always, I, I've, uh, I've said that no, the no, entire no, no. conversation. You're, you're missing my point. That okay. is the you're rule. That, right. yeah. I, 
you should read some philosophy like the social contract. Thank you, actually, a good one. It's a personal versus society debate. Yeah, that's what we're getting to, Dale, and my point. Yes. What he's saying is, what I'm getting around to is that this is not acceptable behavior by anybody because it affects the rest of us. Whether, you know, we like it or not, you can agree with the government stepping in and grabbing because ultimately what's going to happen is somebody's going to say, we cannot allow this kind of thing to happen because it's a bad example to everybody else. Nobody wants somebody to go out and marry their DS because if you don't stop him, then there's no limit to what other kind of irrational behavior somebody's going to do. And you're right. This guy's on the fringe of society. He's probably going to yeah. do something else weird. But Maybe my, he will. But my Maybe point is that they're already, they're assuming that we can't allow this because other things might happen. Might. That's that's the part that I have a problem with. They might happen. You can't prove one way or another it's going to happen. You and to, furthermore, you they're proactive about something at some point. There's always been crazy-ass people in the world. It's not going to... And we shouldn't give them any more outlets to be crazy. We're trying to get rid of these people. So, We're trying to so limit what they can do. So you're saying that we shouldn't have Nintendo DSs? Are you going to choose who... No, I'm saying we shouldn't have dating sims. Have a... We shouldn't have dating sims. That's my point. So what about people that play... I can't believe I'm defending dating sim people. Well, go ahead. But what about people that play dating sims that aren't going out and marrying their character? They're not... They're still... I mean, they're still getting... Having some kind of romantic involvement with what is a virtual a thing. It doesn't exist. Maybe they just like playing the game. The whole... Video games... Okay. All video games don't exist. You're not right? really shooting terrorists when you're playing Modern Warfare. There's a lot you're not really eating a lot pellets of when you're Pac-Man. A lot of people believe there are. A lot of people say that we've become overly violent people. Then those are deviant to begin with, and the game had nothing to do with turning them into that. What if studies say that show that playing violent video games makes somebody become violent? I, I'd like to see that. There are there are some out there. I've read them. I, the album maybe can start pulling up. I wish I grabbed them. And the reason why we're getting this is there is an article, and we're going to get into uh, here after the it's yes. a slippery slope. It's a slippery slope. Yes. Because once you start, who's, who stops it? But then who's, who, who says it starts? To, uh, we're going to get, we're going to keep going around in circles but, for the whole show. Right. But you're seeing exactly what my I, point is. Yeah, my problem is I have the problem said as someone else defining for me what, you know, what constitutes a And mine slope. is that there, there needs to be limits of some kind, whether it's, you know, by government, by majority of rule, something that says, you know, this is out of the order. This is deviant. You need to stop. I would rather have society and individuals do it as opposed but to government. But is that government. what government is? I mean, do we not elect these officials because, I mean, do we not elect these officials to act in our stead, in our behalf? But that doesn't happen. You know Okay, now happen. you're, now, okay. You know that does not now, happen. Okay, but then That's again, the now playing the, first. It's a problem with the representative democracy is that you're asking one person to take into account NH4 says, I don't like Amber's argument because it leans to homophobia and intolerance. No, it doesn't. Homophobia and intolerance? Okay, that's, again... I mean, that's what he's... I think he's trying right. to say intolerance. Right. And he said intolerance. But, again, if you take it to the extreme, then yes, that, that happens. All right, but, again, it, it's deviant behavior. It's something... Some, at some point, something has to stop. And I'll agree with you that I don't like any, any government stepping in and telling me about video games. At the same yeah. time... I don't want games that are of pornographic nature being available to anybody to buy. And you can say, well, it's my job to pay attention to my kids. And you know, same as I did. As we were kids, we got to live with a lot of shit because our parents can't be with us 24-7. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to find out that my you know, little boy or little girl has a DS that has a dating sim on it. Uh, or you know, And they do make hentai-type games out there or any of the shit out there that they can get readily available and buy. And again, this guy's on the extreme edge of society in the way he's acting. Yes. Okay. Granted, there's probably not as many people out there, but I tell you what it does is when you see somebody like this who goes in front of the media, who goes in front, who invites people to a thing, what it does is it allows people to say, you know, I'm going to do something just like that. Like these two idiots who just try to break it into the uh, White House to trash their party. 
Why? Because they want to be reality stars. Because they see everybody else like the UFO idiot or, you know, who built the flying saucer and said his kid was in it. Mm-hmm. It's another hoax. What it does is people are going to see that. They're going to use it as an example to take things further. They're going to try and, you know, become, get attention, be on the, uh, the Internet, be in the news. And now, you can, yeah, okay, well, I was going to say, in my opinion, those people, they're not. They're going to do something anyways. They're going to do something anyways. Because they're. Because so that's shouldn't we the limit the amount of examples they've got? That, or the amount of, you know. But who decides that? See, I decided, <laughs> damn it. This is what's <laughs> leading that's to. That's the problem that I have is somebody, well, who, who decides what then let's have and what's nobody not de- Okay, and again, and we get down to who, who, makes who decides call? your personal rights. Me. I, I decide. I say your rights are different. I say your rights infringe on mine. My point is you're always going to have somebody arguing something. You're always going to have somebody causing an issue. You have to have somebody else, a government of police, saying, again, these are the rules you've got to play by, whether you agree with them or not. Okay, we're, okay, right, we're, we're going to keep going. Right, yeah, we're going to keep we're going. We're way over where we needed to be, but... we got to take a break. Yeah, no shit. Uh, I'll be back in a few. Damn. Morning. This show is for a mature audience only and may contain harsh language, trans fats, live nudes, and derogatory comments about your mother. Parental discretion is advised. Hey, this is Tisney, and you're listening to the Emperor's Court on World Warcraft Radio. Oh, hell, he's still better looking than Howard Stern. Back here, the final half hour of the Empress Corps here at World of Warcraft Radio, WCRadio.com. Uh, during the break, sure enough, Davlin, the super rep, went ahead and pulled a uh, just one study for us. This comes to the American Psychological Association uh, from April 2000. And it says it's a violent video games uh, can increase aggression. It's a study of college students who were played uh, a, an aggressive game, which was Wolfenstein 3D, or a violent game, and a non-violent game, which is missed. What it comes down to is the vast majority of people who played the violent video game during their test showed overly aggressive violent behavior, meaning there are people there are people out there, there are organizations, studies of you know actual the hell academics, academia, right. which you know is ultra liberal to begin with, at least in this country, who believe that violent video games does in fact taints what we do or it has a bearing on our behavior. There now. Uh, for what f- it's worth. Now, to be fair, there are okay. plenty of studies that show that is not the case. Yes, I would rather, like personally, if I would think that we as a species are aggressive to a point. So I would rather have somebody play an aggressive, violent video game and take their aggression out on that, as opposed to going out into society and doing something really bad, like when rape what or they're, murder. Or right, and what they're stuff. trying to say is, if I'm more willing to shoot a terrorist or somebody in game, mm-hmm. if I play Modern Duty or, or, or uh, Modern Call of War- Duty and Modern Warfare 2 uh-huh. and shoot a bunch of civilians at an airport in Russia, chances are I'm more than willing to shoot a person in Russia or a, a person on the street. Well, because I don't clearly I grab my that. paintball gun and go running up and down the streets playing, you know, real life right. Quake by shooting It comes people. down to how you're raised and 
being able to tell fantasy from reality. In my so opinion. if that's the question, if in fact violent video games make people violent, do video games allow virtual war crimes? Let's find out. Okay. You, you've, you've said the title of the final uh, part that we're going to deal with. This here. comes from tech.yahoo.com, and the article is, Do Video Games Allow Virtual War Crimes? Okay. Video games don't respect humanitarian laws according to a study of virtual war crimes in contemporary shooters like Modern Warfare 2 and Army of Two says Swiss human rights group pro Juventude. When I saw that, I thought of Juventude from... Uh, Juventude Guerrero? Yeah. Yeah, I knew, from that's, where WCW. I knew that's where you'd go. And Trial, Track Impunity Always, chose to analyze video games in non-literature or film, not literature or film, which they view as passive mediums compared with shooter games. What it basically comes down to is 20 video games, which were done, including 24 of the game, Brothers in Arms, Hell's Highway, Metal Gear Solid 4, were analyzed by quote-unquote specialists in international humanitarian law and graded according to perceived breaches, such as... Wait, you want me to read it? Yeah, go ahead. I mean, jump in there. Such as destruction of civilian property, civilian deaths, destruction of religious buildings, cruel or torturous treatment of others, and direct attacks against civilians. On the basis of these results, the report recommends that game developers avoid creating any scenario that easily leads to violations of the rules regulating armed conflicts, and that, quote, there are means of incorporating rules that encourage the gamer to respect human rights and international humanitarian law. So does that mean that in Modern Warfare 2, if you don't sign the Geneva, out of yes, there? Yes, apparently your video game manufacturer has to sign the Geneva Convention before you can play the game. I think that's ridiculous. Okay, so we're, we're supposed to respect human rights, international humanitarian law. First off, I, I, when I saw the title, I wanted to know what the hell a virtual war crime was. Th- that's what I'd like to know. Apparently, uh, when I you know wiped out my opponent and burned off his world, that's a virtual I, war crime. I'm glad they don't see me playing you know, I th- war games. I think games that's because... true of like 90% of all games. I mean, even, even World of Warcraft. My Monopoly, the entire point is to bankrupt the other guy. <laughs> I think... <laughs> respect human rights. Well, if I'm going to respect human rights, chances are I'm probably not going to be shooting them to begin with. What this comes down to, I guess, was when we're playing a war game, I'm not supposed to shoot your prisoners. I'm not supposed to take prisoners. I'm not, we're not supposed to have a war game. No, you can't shoot anyone in the back. You. Yeah, do we have anybody from I- in IRC from Switzerland? I'm curious. I don't think so. So... <sighs> I don't. I, uh, I, blows my mind. Reading through this article, and, and uh, when we say there's extremes of people on the edge of society that act like <laughs> this, jackasses, this is the, this other, is the other side. This is the ultra left. This yeah. is the extreme society of people. This is the fuzzy bunny, rainbow, whatever people. Okay. What this reading through this article basically says that we have a, more tends to become Pol Pot or Stalin or Hitler or Mao Zedong by playing these kind of games because we don't agree or we don't learn to respect human rights and international law. See, the, the Who problem, the fuck is yeah. international law to tell me? I'm an American, by God. We don't have... We are the law. Who's going to tell me I can't invade some country if <laughs> I, I wasn't going to go that way? And kick their ass. No, my point is I this. know where you... I bet you know where I'm going. My, my point real quick was that... It's the point that we had, I think, last week, too. Video games are not the first medium that have been violent. No. We've had movies, television... Right. Yes. Books... Books are violent. For centuries. I can think of the whole the whole library of Stephen King. Violent, crazy stuff going on. It, it just not that's even recent. We're talking, what, thousands of years of, 
you know, plays and literature and all that kind of stuff. Grimhound and IRC says you can't do anything that would constitute torture. Uh, you can't use certain types of weaponry in certain areas. If the enemy hides in a church, you don't bombard it with artillery fire. I, I got to tell you, okay, if there's 10 terrorists who are hiding out in a mosque, if there's 10 terrorists who are hiding out in a church and deliberately staying there knowing that we're not going to shoot them, but they can keep firing at us, guess what? I know that God's not going to punish me for dropping, you know, for calling an airstrike or, you know, I'll calling fire agree. for effect. You can rebuild and, a church. You can't rebuild a person. I mean, if they're killed. hiring, I mean, because there was a, an instance a few years ago where there were some Palestinian terrorists, I believe, mm-hmm. were hiding in the church in the Nativity. Okay, now I can see people not wanting to. Sure, from a, from a historical perspective. Yeah. Okay, but if they go to St. Mary's of the Falls down the street and there's some terrorists breaking in there well, and they're holding up. <laughs> Blow it up. I'm pretty sure, you know, yeah. St. Mary is going to hold against me if I nuke her church to get some bad guys that are in there. Right. Okay. Virtual war crimes. I got news for you, folks. There's been war crimes happening way before games were ever invented. Sure. I mean, I don't think that Genghis Khan gave a goddamn that he was playing a game about Genghis Khan and started wiping people out. No. I'm pretty sure Wolfenstein didn't exist before Hitler started killing Jews and Catholics and not and everybody else. I'm pretty sure uh, Attila Hun never played Rome Total Warfare. No, he before did. He decided to go out and conquer everything and start wiping it. Did you know he was a dwarf? By the way, he was a dwarf. He was a dwarf. Really? High handed God. Wow. Attila the Hun was a dwarf. I'm glad you brought that up because uh, that's going to play into the quickening. <laughs> <laughs> Gee, almost like I planned it that. Almost way. like you planned it that way. I can understand to a point where you may get. Will be, be able to make the case that if you're exposed to nothing but violent video games, that's all you play, you may show some more aggressive behavior. Sure, but perhaps possible, yeah. maybe. But my opinion is that if you're if that's the only type of game you're playing, then you're already aggressive to begin with. The games did not make you aggressive. Right. You're you're buying those games because those games appeal to you because you're an aggressive person. This kind of behavior has existed for centuries and millennia, long before video games ever came ever came around. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm not going to become the next Adolf Hitler because I played. Call of Duty, or because I played uh, um, Tigers on the Prowl, or okay. Hearts of Iron, or any of the other War- Warcraft Two or Warcraft World War Two games I play. I play a lot of war games, not mm-hmm. just shooters. No, you but play war lo- games, and that's that's more strategy than actual. When somebody's developing a game, I don't think that humanitarian rights comes into the play. Who the hell is going to listen to these goddamn peaceniks, peaceniks telling me eh, your game doesn't have international humanitarian law? Nobody. Perhaps if the leaders of today's world played more games that were based on humanitarian law and humans' rights, we wouldn't have this issue. This, in and of itself, is something I can melt down on very easily. And, <laughs> Unfortunately, I'm eating into your time with the quickening, but I had to get it out there. It's, people understand that there are extremes on both sides, and this is about as far left as you can get sure, when it comes I, I, to it. I agree. That's about as far Virtual left as you can get. war crimes in video games. Is this what we've been reduced to? Is there not enough in this world we can't be working to fix that we have to go after virtual war crimes? How about going after, I don't know, real war crimes? How about that? Let's, let's spend some more time on that than worrying about virtual game war crimes. I don't know, just, just my opinion. Well, Inch 4 says novels are way more violent video games. But I get, novels are, but you don't see that kind of thing because you have to imagine in your mind what's going on in the novel. Yeah. You don't have it all drawn out for you right there in front of you as you're going. So there's that. Anyways, we're now to the quickening. I we got to get this. We're way behind. Well, see, that's what happens. we got a lot to discuss, yeah. I guess. Well, luckily there's no one behind us. So we can, that's uh, true. So, uh, well, that's right. Looks like we're definitely going over on this one. 
Well, and there's no management here to tell us we can't do whatever the hell this we want. So where the hell is the quickening? Trying to find my doohickey? Yes, here, here. here we are, born to be kings. We're the princes of the universe. Greetings, Highlander. Do you call? And in the future, if you do want me to answer a question of yours, I encourage you to send your question to Highlander1G at gmail.com. All right, we're going to jump right into it because we're running out of time here. All right. First question of the quickening. James McKibben asks, do midgets have knees, night vision, or souls? What? I have to say, I like your thinking, James. You've automatically assumed f- that midgets can only have one of the things on your list. I gotta, I gotta ask. Hang on, before you could begin, I have to ask a, a, an actual, legitimate, serious question. Uh-huh. And I okay. want you to be honest with me. You're looking me straight in the eye here. I'll be honest. Do you make these shit up? I do not are make you these that? up. No, really. Are you the one actually running these questions? No, I swear to you, these are legitimate questions that were turned in. I can, I can show you my email if you want. You can see the legitimate emails. I, I just, I'm, I'm trying to understand why anybody. Uh, go ahead. <laughs> anyway, Sorry. the question was, do midgets have knees, night vision, or souls? And what I said is, I, I like your thinking, James, because you've automatically assumed in your question that midgets can only have one of the things on your list. Now, in this case, obviously midgets have knees. They don't have night vision, and James, midgets do not have souls. They don't. Midgets, like women, were created by our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ for the pure amusement of man. <laughs> now, the important thing is, how can you tell a midget from a woman? That would be the next logical question asked. Midgets are the ones that you dress in Christmas wrapping paper and you shoot out of a cannon. <laughs> Women are the ones you keep shackled in your basement and you make men's sandwiches. Midgets can't make sandwiches because they have those little Tyrannosaurus Rex arms, you know, so they can't really reach everything. Um, now, there are a few other facts about midgets that you should know. And to that, we're going to go to an audio file. We're going to go to funny man Pat Oswald as he tells you about fun facts about midgets. Here are some facts about midgets a lot of you probably don't know. I read this in Discover Magazine. Don't dispute me. If you hit a midget on the head with a stick, he turns into 40 gold coins. You know that? 40 glittering gold coins you can take to the market and buy a fine fat goose for your goodly wife. Also, if you... Throw a midget into a tub of hot water, he makes sleepy time tea. Oh, isn't that great? A big tub of chamomile. Thanks, Mr. Scoops. Also, if you kick a midget in the balls, he turns into eight squirrels and they run off into the forest. But here's the thing. Be careful because if you lose a fight to a midget, you become one. Did you know that? It's true. At the beginning of time, there was one midget. And everyone's like, come on, motherfucker. And now look around. They're everywhere. They're everywhere. Let that be a lesson. Just walk away. Be the bigger man. Literally. All right. Come on, people. So let, let that be a lesson to you all about what can happen about midgets. Next question of the quickening. I don't know how to pronounce his name. S-E-U? How would you like? Sue? Sue. I guess it'd be yeah, Sue. Yeah, he's in here. At least he uh, Okay. Sue asks, would you buy this man a drink? Now, here's the problem with this question. He sent me a picture. Okay. Said, would you buy <laughs> this radio man show, a drink? On a radio show, he sends a picture. It's, it's exactly gotcha. where I'm going. You're asking me a All question right. about a picture on a radio show. Radio. As in no seeing. Audio only. 
How am I supposed to show everyone so they know what's going on? They, they, it's utterly ridiculous. All right, but still, being the superior genius that I am, I can still answer your question. I'd buy anyone a drink. Men, women, midgets, babies, anyone. You're that desperate, huh? You know those kids on the corner that always try to get people to buy them beer because they're too young and they can't get the beer and because they don't have little, you know, they're not old enough? I buy those kids beer all the time because I am a good person. I pay Yeah, it you know, for- you're great. I pay it forward. I'll walk up to the corner... And then there's the 10-year-old boys and girls, and they're crying, and they're like, oh, the mean man in the store won't buy us beer. And I'm like, oh, shit, I'll, I'll buy you some beer. And I'll throw in a bottle or two of Jaeger and 151 for the kids. You know, it's for the kids. <laughs> and the kids all cheer, and they're happy. And, you know, I'm happy too. You know why? Because I did a good deed. People need to be more like me. We need to, be, we need to, we need to get together and pay it forward just like that. The next question of the quickening, Hobo Joe asks, which is better, pirates or ninjas? Oh, the age-old internet question. The age-old internet question. Fail. Try it again. All right, hold on. I got. I'm putting in a password for something real quick. You gotta. Yeah. There yeah, we go. Sorry. All right. The age-old question. Tried to send it. Send in a late question. Stop oh, you did. Oh, okay. Friggin' email. I'll see if I can answer it real quick then. Boop. All right, what's going okay, on? Uh, well, whatever. Wait, hang, on, hang, on, hang on, that's why, because it's going to... Okay, oh, okay, you're trying to do it that way. Yeah. Anyway, the question, I pirates suck. or ninjas, I am better than any pirate or any ninja. That's the answer. Think about it. The ninja shows up with his sword and his little throwing stars, and the pirate shows up with his sword and his unwieldy... Blunderbuss. One-shot blunderbuss, couldn't hit something right in front of him if his life depended on it, pistol. I, however, show up with my Tomahawk cruise missile... And flying predator drone, there won't be enough left to the pirate or the ninja to put in a blender to serve to your midget. <laughs> What's with the midget hate tonight? I, You're really out of short went. people. It's the way they went today. Right, that's fine. I'll go ahead. All right. The next question Lander and Ice Crown asks How do I tell my folks that I'm gay? Well, how did you tell your parents? Whatever. Oh, oh, <laughs> hey, oh. whatever. <laughs> All right. Um, I don't. I wouldn't ever tell them you're gay, Landry. I mean, if you tell your parents you're gay, they will hate you for the rest of your life, and they'll hate themselves for the rest of their life, which will be short because when they find out they have a gay son, they're going to immediately hang themselves. So what I want you to do is well, I, I want myself to, to use my son, period, but go ahead. I want you to stay in that closet of yours with Ryan Seacrest and Tom Cruise, and you can have all the circle jerks you want. You prance around naked and gargle all the cum you want. <laughs> please do not let your parents find out you're blowing Tom Cruise. It is not worth the aggravation or their inevitable suicide. Snickersnee asks... Oh, the backstabber. The backstabber. If you're in the gay mafia, is it a good thing or a bad thing? What is, okay, what about gays and midgets? I don't know. These are you people are, I, I swear to God, you're in a, it's a one-track mind with you guys. You know, it's it's coming. The next question will be about gay midgets, I, isn't it? It <laughs> no, is. It's not isn't about it? gay midgets. All right, if you're in the gay mafia, is it a good thing or a bad thing if you get whacked? <laughs> Snickersnee, no one likes getting whacked by the gay mafia. Oh God. Except if you're Tom Cruise, Ryan Seacrest, Especially or Lander and Ice Crown. from behind, right? Go ahead. Yeah, Lander and Ice Crown, Ryan Seacrest, or Tom Cruise, the only three people who enjoy getting whacked by the gay mafia. Shriggs asks, would you be so kind as to go to this link on air? Don't worry, it's not porn or a shock video. Trust me, I'm pretty sure Emp will enjoy it. Well, once again, you and Sue must be sharing the same adult disease-written brain because apparently they don't understand the concept of people tuning into a show and not being able to see A radio show. (laughs) Jeez. 
I'll save everyone the time of clicking it. What it actually is, it's a picture that says you're an idiot. That's what the that's what the link goes. Nice. To. Okay, go ahead. So, Shrek, true words were never spoken, sir, because you are an idiot. I hope that you don't infect the gene pool with your soft-headed, twitchy DNA. It's an audio show, not video. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, Ryquest asks, I'm supposed to write something for school about Eli Whitney. So do you know what he did and why he's famous? I actually do. I'm not going to write your whole report for you, but I'll just give you the, the gist of it. Eli Whitney was an early American inventor who invented something called the cotton gin, which is important in world history because it gave black people steady jobs. Put the slaves out of business. <laughs> Go ahead. Very important stuff. Oh, Start from there. We're going to get so fired. Continue. Tirsch, the Yank from Norway, asks, How do you know that what you know is the truth? That's a pretty interesting question. How do I know what I know is the truth? I know what I know is the truth because the voices in my head tell me so. They tell me it's the truth, and I believe the voices in my head. And speaking of Norway, the voices also tell me some fun facts. That you might oh, not here know we go. about Norway. Did, did we not just go over the country hate thing last week? All I, right, go ahead. Norway, I'm just going to give you three quick facts. I'm not going to go into all of it. Norway was home to a very rare parrot called the Norwegian Blue, who's now extinct. The last one coincidentally died on the set of an English TV comedy series in the 1970s, apparently pining for the fjords. Norway has the world's largest population of black metal bands who sing about Hitler burning down churches and eating their friends' brains. And in Norway, only I one, believe that. Only one out of every 12 convicted rapists are sent to jail, meaning rape is about 92% legal in Norway. A true story. Nine out of ten people love gang rape. Go ahead. There you go. <laughs> Fun facts to know about Norway. Uh, the final question of the... Oh, no, we've got to get to the ones that just got turned in. Zero Phoenix asks, why does it hurt when I pee? Zero, have you tried removing the dog's mouth from your penis before you pee? I know how much you enjoy playing hide the sausage with your dog, but when Mother Nature comes calling, you don't want to screw her with your dog in the cock, all right? I knew something. You do not want to screw Mother Nature with your dog on your cock. Let me tell you. Uh, all right. Memphis Shark asks, deal or no deal? I actually couldn't decide a deal or no deal, but I got to say, I think that's the greatest game show of all time. Canceled. And when you think about it, it's it's the stupidest game show There's ever. There's no strategy, no, no strategy, skill involved. Nothing. Nothing. And it pisses me off because it's so simple of an idea. I wish I had thought of it. You just find 26 hot women. <laughs> you get briefcases like, I want that one. And then they win money. That's it. That's the whole show. And someone somewhere is living on Hawaii somewhere. Living the good life because they, they thought, thought of that in some drug-ridden bus station. We have a lot of uh, emails coming in for you, but we're going to read this one. This is from Pride, uh, who's also a fellow uh, guardsman. He is the show host of But Wait, There's Lore, heard here on Saturday afternoons at noon. And he sends in this question. Why is Clan Imperial Guard better than Nick? Now, I'm surprised, but apparently Nick's has been talking mad shit about our clan, which is weird. Has he really? Because I thought Nick's was a cool guy. I thought he was a... I, Thought he was a fan of the show. Well, I, I've talked to him before. Apparently, he's is some, it the fact that perhaps we've been around since the internet was born? Backstabbing shitbag. Is it the fact that about, every tournament we ever enter, we always we win, or at least trash the guy who did win? Is it the fact that we're the wittiest damn fuckers on the internet? 
the wittiest people, that people the wish capital they had a, W people wish they had a show like this which is the reason why we have the show is because we are the best or it's because we turned down his application because he talked weird and we thought he kind of walked funny is it because we fall under the logo and motto that second place is first loser I think it might That's have something to do with yes I think it might have something to do with everything but when you boil it all down, Clan Imperial Guard is clearly the superior. Bottom line is, I don't know what Nick's problem is, but if he well, his problem to try is he's not cool like in, us. It's never going to happen. That's what it is. That's the problem. And all he's apparently really done for himself is now made himself an outcast on this show. Oh boy! But we're running out of time. Sorry, after nine o'clock, I have to get to my meltdown, and by God, it's a big one. So here we go. I've been waiting for this all day. I Emperor is at DefCon One. Repent your sins. All is lost. Emperor is in a full stage meltdown of childish proportions. Damn it! Please it's the wrong seek one shelter again. immediately, oh. or else you too may find yourself bitter and cantankerous uh, well beyond your on. years. How do you, may God I, have mercy on us all. I thought I took it out of there. I guess I didn't. How do you screw that up twice? I don't. Shut up. Let's see you run the board for a change, <laughs> fat man. You, I don't do. Oh, here it is. Here we go. Emperor is in a full-stage meltdown of childish proportions. Please, seek shelter immediately, or else you too may find yourself bitter and cantankerous well beyond your years. May God have mercy on us all. Then we have a problem. You've got troubles, Nick. All right. Here we go. I've been... I've been just... It's just been building up in the hatred. It's just been... It it needs release. So, anyways, my thing is about... You gotta be shitting me. What? Uh-oh. Aw, oh, come on! I hate it when they preempt We interrupt your regularly scheduled program for this special report. Cleveland authorities have just told the Associated Reporters that Santa Claus, a.k.a. Chris Kringle, a.k.a. Father Christmas, a.k.a. St. Nicholas, has been arrested. Mr. Claus was caught outside of a home in the 6,000 block of East 55th and Huff, following tips to police that a portly elderly man dressed in a fire engine red suit and hat was peering into various homes in the neighborhood. Numerous complaints and calls to police have flooded in since the end of Halloween, as the Christmas season began, as the perpetrator has been seen all over the city. Based on Mr. Claus's actions, the following charges could be leveled against him by the city prosecutor. Breaking and entering, illegal parking of an unsafe vehicle, animal cruelty, stalking, illegal entry into the country, and voyeurism. Mr. Claus's lawyer could not be reached for comment. Formal charges are expected to be filed after the Thanksgiving break. Bond has been denied, Mr. Claus, as he is a flight risk. His sleigh has been impounded, and the reindeer hooked to the harnesses were showing extreme signs of abuse. They have been euthanized and sent to the homeless shelters to provide Christmas dinners for Cleveland's needy. More on this story as information becomes available. We now return you to your regularly scheduled program. Uh, I gotta say, that uh, announcement is a very wonderful voice. Yeah, it sounds... Uh, <laughs> Alright, you know, that kind of derailed my, my ramp here, but I'm going to get to it. I'm not going to build up to it. All right. I started putting two to two together here, and I got five, as it happens, which I thought was kind of weird, so I went back and recalculated, as mm-hmm. it happens. When that big Xbox ban came through a couple weeks ago, and they banned like 600,000 users for hacking, I, I, I didn't notice this, and a couple of people actually pointed out the, the coincidences, and it all kind of fell together. At the same time these people were being banned for being assholes and pirating shit on the internet, it's the same time Modern or, uh, Call of Duty 2 Modern Warfare came out. So they had their Xboxes banned, which means they can't play any kind of games on the internet. 
they may, I mean, Xbox Live. They may go out and, and buy Modern Warfare, but they can't play it on, on live. So that must mean, well, shit. They're being punished because they can't get the biggest selling game of the year, uh, probably the last several, which means they have to go and buy another Xbox, right? Well, lo and behold, wasn't Walmart running an ad or a special just about the same time that if you bought an Xbox 360 arcade version for 200 bucks, they would give you $100 back in Walmart gift cards, so essentially you're paying $100 for an Xbox. Mm-hmm. So you put it all together, and it doesn't it seem a little odd that Microsoft waited all this time to ban 600,000 people, which clearly they knew were cheating, and I guarantee there's more of them out there that just didn't happen to be out at the time. So they waited until they were running a special on their Xboxes, launching those popular titles in the last several years for the Xbox to ban them. Not because they're preventing people from cheating, not to prevent them from ruining the gaming experience for all their friends and for all their customers, just like mine was ruined playing Mario Kart Wii when some hacking asshole got on there and was cheating playing Mario Kart Wii. They waited till they could make a buck out of it. Microsoft shows that they don't give a damn about their customers. They don't care about the game experience of what they do. They don't care about what they're putting out to the product. They only care about making the almighty buck. It's like Blizzard North. It just aggravates the hell out of me. If you're going to ban people for cheating, do it because they're cheating. You don't wait until you decide to cut a deal with Walmart when they got the most popular game coming out. Decide to make some more money because it's not going to prevent them from cheating and hacking. You're not actually giving a, a shot across the wrist saying, don't do it again. You're simply saying, oh, you can go and do it again, but give us $160 more to buy another system and buy another game that they're just going to hack anyways. Instead of trying to prevent ways prevent them from finding ways to hack or to cheat or to pirates, they're just going to say, ah, give us some more money. They're basically condoning it, but just putting a fee on it. Saying, just like Blizzard does, you can do whatever the hell you want. You can go ahead and cheat. You can go and pirate. You can go and hack. We don't care. Just pay us a little extra money. It's not going to prevent them from doing it. Oh, it just aggravates me. Microsoft is more, more concerned about the almighty dollar than the actual integrity of the product they're putting out there. It's like Vista Revisited. Didn't they, we learn nothing about putting out Vista or Microsoft Millennium? Those were asshole products that cost nothing but money and never worked. This is the same thing. Oh, there's my mini rant. And tell me I'm not, I'm not wrong. No, I think you're absolutely I, right. It's too big of a coincidence that all this happens at the exact same time. It is printer, it's, it's kind of odd, to say the least. And, they all, and they're saying, oh, no, it has nothing to do with it. It's a trying coincidence. You have three major events taking place all at the exact time, same time, and it's just one giant coincidence. And Darren says, well, it's good for the idea for a company to make profit, but bad for customer relations. Well, no kidding. And let's be honest. Microsoft does not have the greatest reputation right now. It hasn't for quite some time. I don't think it ever really has. No, especially when the Xbox is vying against two other competing products. And right now, majority of people say the, uh, the PlayStation 3 is going to be the console of the year. Because it's 300 bucks. it's at a much easier buying uh, uh, price point. It's got the Blu-ray already built in. And PlayStation Online Network isn't that bad. And no. it may not be Xbox Live. It's not that bad. This is not the time to go doing this. And you know what? It probably worked. I'm probably sure a good majority of those 600,000 people went out, bought themselves new Xboxes, made new Xbox Live accounts, bought Modern Warfare 2, and are playing it today. Sure. They probably, they probably bought Modern Warfare with the Walmart card. Right. 
With that hundred bucks they got back. Yeah, yeah. So, and what you t- I'll tell you what else is going to happen is the fact that they're not going to bother to do anything for these guys to go ahead and hack and cheat and pirate and ruin everybody else's gaming experience until the next big thing is ready to come out. Until they cut another deal with Walmart or somebody else when they're getting ready to release Halo 4 ODST 2. Because that's all that Microsoft seems to be able to do is put out more first-person shooters. There you have it, folks. There There's the it. meltdown. There's the meltdown. Eight after nine. Is there anything we're missing? I think we. I much think got we everything. hit everything. Oh, hey, no, we, we didn't actually play the very end of the quickening, the little clip. Oh, we forgot to do that, didn't we? Yeah, because uh, we we have a new ending. Oh. Quickening. I feel like I'm in Highlander. <laughs> <laughs> What's the Highlander? It's a movie. Any good? Very good. It hey. won the Academy Award. Oh, for what? For best movie ever made. I love that. Right. I, Rick yes, and Bobby. Devlin's saying, I forgot to get my mail back. Yeah, I, true. I did we, not we get a chance to get my mail back. So we'll, do you want to do it? or do you We'll just do wanna... it next week because we're already, we're already past our time. All right. Yes, it wasn't the big meltdown I expected. But then again, I didn't expect to be preempted by breaking news either. So Yeah, it kind of happens. It, just, it, it does legitimately piss me off that we have to go through that, that Microsoft, that's what they're doing. That's crazy. At least has some kind of thinking. integrity. At least if you're going to go after people who are hacking and pirating, do it for the for the crime itself, not because you're trying to make a buck off of it. And they can come back and say, well, we're doing it both. We're getting rid of the problem, and we're making them pay. No, you're not. You're not getting rid of them. You're simply making them go and buy at a reduced rate the same product they already own. And they're going to do it all over again. At least if you're going to do that, make them pay the full amount. Make them drop two or 300 bucks on it, plus the 60 bucks for the game. Crazy. They're just trying to bump up their numbers. That's, that's all. all they are. For, for yes. Christmas. At any rate. At any rate. That, and I'm not feeling well, so right. deal with it. So the final thing. My post-game music. Your post-game music, which sounds oddly familiar. Not the same. Is that the same game, is it? It actually is, is the same game. Okay. I thought, I thought I'd throw you a bone on that one. It is also from Turtles in Time. I only know how you like to throw bones to you. There you go. Go ahead and continue. So you go ahead and do the wrap-up then. As your music, you do the wrap-up. All right. Well, folks, I hope you enjoyed the show. Um, real quick, if you have a minute or two, uh, let us all know what you thought of the music. You can uh, tell us right now here in IRC. Also, we encourage you to go on the board to wcradio.com and let us know what you thought of uh, my particular style of music. Yes, yeah, not about the show. We don't want to hear and we don't want any feedback about the show itself. No. Just on your music. Just on my, which is self-centered, really important. Look at that. Oh, they don't even know what they play. See, nobody showed up. Oh, it's ridiculous. Well, anyway, yeah, if you have any uh, comments on the show, by all means, go to the boards at wcradio.com and let us know. If you have any questions for the quickening, please email them to me at highlander1g at gmail.com. If you have any emails about the show in general, please send them to emperor at wcradio.com. I think that about... Uh, well, you, you usually thank people. So yes, I, I thank our staff, but yes. go ahead. Oh, you want me to thank everyone? Well, it's your all ending. Right. It's all your right, show. All right. I like to thank uh, Davlin, our uh, IRC rep, as always, for doing a heck of a job finding those uh, magazine articles and clips. It's always really difficult to find. I like to thank Mechahawk for uh, tuning in and uh, piping in his two cents. Even though you couldn't hear him, you did have some interesting comments to make. He also contributed some of the music use tonight, as well as some of the... Uh, uh, stories we used. Go ahead. I'd like to thank everyone who turned in an email to The Quickening for coming up with some fantastic emails. Keep coming them in. I'd uh, like to thank everyone who turned in an email to Emperor. Uh, obviously, we didn't get a chance to get to We'll get those. to them next week. We'll get to them next week in a super mailbag. 
Uh, I'd like to thank uh, everyone in the IRC chat for coming in and listening to us live right now. You are gay. (laughs) (laughs) Am I forgetting anybody? One place you can go that Nick's will not be uh, encouraged to go to is our Clan Clan website at clan1g.net. What the hell is... Oh, yeah. There's a thread already. Oh, Snickersnee has already started a thread. Uh, okay, well, uh, I would like to thank every game company for coming up with violent video games. I, like I love to thank Snicker Steve for being so far up Highlander's ass that when he farts, it smells like Snicker Steve. Oh, whatever. So continue. Go ahead. Whatever, whatever. Go on. You're just jealous. Just jealous. I think that's that's about everything. Thanks, thanks, fans. Thank you, sir, for being you. Thank myself for being the incredible genius that I am. Thank Dazlin. <laughs> thank okay. Mecha Hawk. Check out Clan1G.net. There you go. If you're interested in the workings of Clan Imperial Guard. I think that's it. Uh, I think we... Well, but I'm, I'm, I'm not going to do your catchphrase for you. You get got to do that yourself, sir. Really? Okay. All yeah, right, well, see, you got to leave the way a little bit. are better than no manners at all. Stay classy, Internet. So long, everybody. And we are going to end on my song. <laughs>